0: Welcome to another episode of Tray Bond. Welcome, welcome I'm Jake Spear and joined as always uh, My two lovely guests Brennan McClelland Reporting for duty And the uh, adorable, devoted Darby Deck
1: Also reporting for duty
0: Now before we get too far into it folks This is a very special episode <gasps> Not only is it episode 009 but our very good friend, Darby Deck, <gasps> has just become engaged. Yes! Oh, folks!
2: Thank you. He's a
0: true romantic and heart. Thank hard. you. Oh, welcome.
2: Thank welcome. you very much. Yes, I feel much the same, but also slightly different. <laughs> very happy. Um, love is in the air today, folks. Welcome.
0: Um, we hope your we hope your week has been Trey Bond. We're glad you're here. Um, if you're enjoying it so far, please feel free to like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends. Join us on social media. Find us at at Bond. Tell your mum. She probably wants to connect with you about
1: things. Yeah. yeah. Talk to her about probably the Bond Bond. bond. Probably yeah. Bond. Yeah. Even from my experience, mums mm. are, are always wanting to talk about James Bond, uh, particularly with their sons and daughters. Exactly, um, right. and I think that, that that's why we started the podcast. It's, in the first it's for, it's for the mums. At the end of the it's day, for the, it's for, the for the mums.
0: We're for doing mums. it for the mums. It's, we are doing it for the mums. So, for all you mums out there, today's mission, Brandon, is
1: today's mission is 1971's. Diamonds are forever, 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 forever. forever, forever. forever.
3: <laughs> um, and we
1: are all a little bit excited about we are well quite we should fitting. say quite we should fitting. say in terms of our recording schedule for you dear listener it's only been uh, it's only been a week since you last heard our dulcet tones. So we've been on hiatus. We have. We've been yeah. on hiatus in our real lives. We've all been very busy proposing, yes. getting yes.
0: engaged. With his own diamond. <laughs> My yes. Hopefully forever. Yeah. Hopefully forever.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, oh, is that this song? No, no, that's oh, Goldfinger. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no. um, but uh, it's been about three weeks for us, uh-huh, so yes. we're pretty keen to get back into the swing of things. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
2: I'm um, excited for this movie. I am. I think I say that every podcast, but yeah. this is one of the only Shaun's I have not seen. You've So you've never
1: seen it? I've never seen this one. No. Yeah. Never, ever. I feel like this is one of the Shaun's I watch the most. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if it's one that I think is very good. Right. But it's kind of one of those, like... Preconceived notion. Yeah, it's a bit of a preconceived notion, which I shouldn't dive into too much. But, yeah, I think I've seen this one quite a few times. Okay. I think what interests me about
2: this one is Old Man Connery. Because we touched Mm. on it. I think there's this natural aversion
1: to the older... Yeah. Even though he's younger in this film than Roger Moore is... In any of his Bond films. Yeah, right. I just can't
0: believe that. he's
1: three years <laughs> younger than Roger Moore. Roger Moore is the oldest. I mean, he's passed now. But um, Connery just kind of really aged quite quickly. It
2: must have in the space way. of like, yeah. what,
1: four years four. too? Four. Yeah.
2: 67 to 71. Exactly. When we were watching, uh, help me here. You only Live twice? Yes. He was getting on a little bit, it yeah. seemed. But that was only that was only five years after Doctor No. Start. Crazy. And then this is a few years. He took a couple of years off, didn't he? He
1: did. Yeah. Well, mm. we, we we thought we'd lost Sean. Mm. Mm. Well, I really
2: liked his old the older aspect um, to his character in Your Language wise, So I'm looking to see uh, preconceived notion how that a bit uh, more of that in this, yeah, yeah. A bit more of that in this, how that kind of plays out. Mm. Mm.
0: Mm. Well, speaking of losing Sean. Reminds me of a story the other day when I was over at Derby's place. Oh yeah, um, and we were talking about Mister Dex's um, plans for engagement, and we were sitting in the living room, and he all of a sudden got very, very nervous when I when when I first arrived, and uh, he said, uh, "I think I've lost it." He think, he thought he actually lost the ring. Oh
1: wow!
0: So he turned the house completely on its head,
1: upside down, upside down, inside wow. out. Oh my god! We
0: were searching searching everything underneath underneath the record player in the kitchen naturally naturally <laughs> you never know where it's gonna be and I said Darby what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Have you have you checked everything? What why don't you why don't you go and check over underneath the fridge? And he said, No I've already checked there. I said, Well there's only one other
2: thing that you haven't checked.
0: And that's your facts. <laughs> it's
1: fact check! Oh An
2: engagement
3: thing. Oh, oh, the engagement thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: I never misplaced the ring.
0: <laughs> let, let it be known that yeah. was a fictitious uh, you know invention of, of Mr. Spears. And uh, It does not it was... represent
1: United States of Kensington, Kensington House, or any of the, the other. I only <laughs> pawned it twice for some quick
2: cash and I was always sure to get it back. <laughs> Safely in my you possession. If you've
0: seen uncut gems, that's kind of what it was like.
2: Have you guys seen
1: that yet? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. good one. Good God.
2: one. Good movie. Anyway, it's not Bond. Let's
1: fact check. But let's go Perhaps back. diamonds are forever could be an uncut gem. Oh, oh. oh. very dark. Oh, Well, yeah. that's,
0: that's let's enjoyable. go back to you only live twice.
1: Ah, Brandon, as Yolt. always. Yalt. Yalt. You, you yeah. said looking into Darby's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. It's, um. hard. it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Our brains aren't working. It's 11am re- Oh, but no, it's, no, it's midday. It's alright for me to be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Vesta martini always when I do this. This is why Brandon keeps popping up in the fact
0: checks all the time, because too many Vesta martinis. martinis. Brandon, you said that there was another fella who worked on the story with Roald Dahl, but you couldn't remember his name. Mm. The producers had Harold Jack Bloom... Famous television writer. Uh, H-G-B-
1: H.J.B., yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. From Bonanza. Bonanza. Oh. And the man from and the Uncle. Man from Uncle. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Yes.
0: They had Harold come to Japan with them to write a screenplay.
1: Is
2: he the guy. Fact check on a fact check for next episode. Mm. Right. Is he the guy that they based the character of the. Uh, the dying writer, or the writer in the iron lung in The Big Lebowski. You know how they go to the screenwriter's house. Howard Jack Bloom. Howard Jack Bloom is he the guy they at least oh. based him on? Oh, because he'd written episodes of an old western and a, a few. Probably
0: yeah, oh, it yeah. Could that's, be. that's yeah. exactly but what Financer was, not yeah, like old yeah. TV. He was really well known. In He's really right well known. Wasn't TV he? land, yeah, yeah
1: like the Phoebe Waller Bridge of the time. Yeah.
2: Right? <laughs> Check that <laughs> for me if you can. All right, we'll have a look at that. Mm-hmm.
0: Who is Harold Jack Bloom? Uh, well, unfortunately for Harold Jack Bloom, they rejected his screenplay. Oh. All but some of his ideas were used in the final script. He was given the credit
1: of... All a, but some?
0: All but all but some. Does that make Does sense? Does that make sense?
2: All?
1: So they used all of it, but, but not some, some of it. No, of
0: it. no, that's not correct.
1: <laughs> they used a little bit. They used, they used a little <laughs> bit. They used parts. They used a little bit of some. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A quantum, of, s- a, a a quantum, quantum of, of... A quantum of... A quantum
0: of Blooms. Of quantum <laughs> blooms. Yeah. <laughs> short, short end of the stick, they didn't like his story, so they took some of his ideas. You suck, Bloom. Yeah. yeah sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, but he was given the credit of additional story material.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so he wasn't completely ousted. Um, because previous Bond writer Richard Maybom was unavailable, yeah, writer and close friend of Ian Fleming Roald Dahl was chosen to write the screenplay as we discussed. Mm-hmm. Despite having no prior experience writing a screenplay except for the uncompleted The Bells of Hell Go Ting A Ling A Ling. that's wow. a horrible title. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because it was never finished. I don't know. There was be something to do with it. The that. Bells of Hell Go Ting A Ling A <laughs> Ling. It's a children's musical. Oh, really lighthearted. <laughs> Dahl had six weeks. To come up with a draft What? And was quoted as saying That You Only Live Twice Was Fleming's worst book With no plot in it Which would even make a movie uh, I could retain only four or five Of the original story ideas I did not know he What was the mates- hell Bond was going to do
2: He was mates with Fleming trash about him, I would agree
1: with Roddale right. because it's the stupidest of, yes, it... of the Bond novels. Wow. Yeah, Bond gets brainwashed into thinking he's actually Japanese. Oh no! Oh, dear. And I think I think they brainwash him to try and kill M. Sounds like a Tintin episode. It's it's very silly. Mm. It's very silly. I, I remember though, Blofeld had a really cool um, lair-ish thing in it called the Garden of Death, mm. where every single Plant or flower or whatever was in the garden could kill a man. Sounds in, like Australian. in like fifteen <laughs> seconds. Yes, it's essentially the Aussie bush.
0: <laughs> what is the definition of lilt?
2: Lilt. Uh,
0: Brandon said the theme song does have a Japanese lilt to it. Mm. Darby was also going to say lilt, but he wasn't confident, and neither was Brandon. To be honest, is lilt Scottish? It is Scottish. Oh, damn it! Lilt Why has a I number so of much? definitions. <laughs> Most commonly, it is a characteristic, a characteristic rising and falling of the voice when speaking, as in he
2: spoke with a recognisable Irish lilt. It has to rise and fall. However,
1: it's not. So I use the word. Well, no, 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 however, however, no. However, however,
0: it is also no, a give pleasant. a second. It's also a pleasant, gently swinging rhythm in a song or tune.
2: Or voice. Oh, or yeah. voice, or yes. Voice. It can be used yeah. in the yeah. context of yeah. Oh Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 I reckon you're okay. But yes, it, archaic term is from the Scottish. Yes. Oh. Oh. Well, here's one that ties into our episode today, our movie today. Did Diamonds of Forever have a bigger oh, it budget? it does tie in. Yeah,
2: it does. Ooh.
0: Did Diamonds of Forever before. have a bigger budget than You Only Live Twice? Because Darby asked if You Only Live Twice had a bigger budget than Diamonds in response to Brandon's statement that Diamonds is a lower rent version of You Only Live Twice. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, did yeah. I say that? Yes, yeah, so you did. Yeah, you got
1: to watch those martinis. Yeah. <laughs> did I say Diamonds is a lower rent version? Yes. But, but it was again. more like Diamonds is a lower rent version. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, I'm gonna, and that's what I think. So. <laughs> I do give us uh, a shake and ten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you Only Live as budget was $9.5 million. Ooh,
2: that's high. It's high. What was uh, Her Majesty's? I don't know. You me. didn't check that, did you? I didn't
0: check Her Majesty's because it's got nothing to do with... Well, it was
2: the one in between. <laughs> you idiot. You idiot. Diamonds
0: are forever. <laughs> Had a budget of 7.2 oh, million. Diamonds oh. is a lower-rent version of You Only Live. Well,
1: well, well, hang on hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, at, at risk of berating myself, mm. we haven't seen Diamonds forever. <laughs> it may it, may, it may have been made Look, for less money, but get, it may not be a lower-rent version to get you oh, out of this, You Only Live.
2: To get you out of this, I think, Jake, let's do a fact-check here. How much were the rental prices at Pinewood? Oh God! Ooh. For uh, you only lived twice, yeah. and what were they for? Live and let die. I but mean, diamonds it are forever, forever. because it, they might have had lower rental prices. Yeah, henceforth, the economy wasn't lower doing rent, too well. Rent, a lower rent version. Yeah. version, or the economy was Doesn't doing mean it's really inferior. well. Yeah, yeah, no, nah. no,
1: nah. nah. Jake. I think you need to do a bit. Of <laughs> Well, there you go. Yeah, I, I thought this did have uh, a lesser budget. And it's interesting you say that. Sean would have had a big asking price. Because Sean had a very big asking price. He was paid one oh, Good grief. I think he was paid 1... It was 1.1 1. 1 or 1. 1.2 million dollars. That's a lot of Which is a cash. huge amount of the budget. Um, <sighs> it, it went, the, the rate that he was paid to come back to do Diamonds Are Forever um, was... At the time, the most any actor had been paid uh, to do a film It wow. was a huge amount of money. Knowing that the f- budget of this was lower than you only Live twice, and that Sean was paid way more, mm. th- that explains a lot in certain aspects of this film. Okay, it mm. may have been Some why I said coding. lower rent. Yeah,
0: interesting. Mm. I mean, it
1: kind of adds particularly to- in the finale. Really? I would say, yeah. I, think I thought the whole budget sort
0: that. of added credence to our statement the other week of, of that they were wanting this to kind of reinvigorate or transcend Connery. You, mm. know, you Only Live Twice, they were sort of throwing absolutely everything at it, mm. having almost $10 million to play with, and then it dropping down.
1: Yeah, Well, Diamonds yes. was very much advertised on He's back, Sean Connery is James Bond mm. Like, yeah. it was a lot of that, like He's back, he's back, it's good again, it's Come good and again it. Come... And it worked This film was a massive box office smash really? really? Huge Okay
0: Brandon Yes You said that there is an urban legend That Sean Connery in The Rock
1: mm. Is actually
0: an old James Bond
1: I, like I stand by it I stand Brandon
0: by said he heard that on the set of the rock, Michael Bay and yeah, Sean there, Connery yeah. agreed. <laughs> when, I on, when I was on the set of the rock, <laughs> was a on the set of I guess. Yeah,
1: I was I have heard all these uh, these conversations.
0: But the, that they both they agreed that he was playing an old man Bond. Hmm. This is a highly talked about fan theory. Mm-hmm. And there are a number of nods in the film The Rock that may allude to Connery's character, John Mason actually being an older version of 007. He is SAS-trained and a professional escape artist. He's a British national incarcerated on Alcatraz in uh, 1961, escaped in 63, which is a direct quote from the film. Another quote from the film, This man has no identity, not in the US or Great Britain. He does not exist. So according to this little timeline, yes... Connery was James Bond for Dr. No in 62, but The Rock implies that he was captured again soon after his Alcatraz escape in 63. And although Connery was still Bond all the way up until 71, or 1983, if you count Brandon's favourite film, Never Say Never Again.
1: You take that back. (laughs) You never
0: say that again. (laughs) I take it back. I take it back. Oh, God, I take it back. (laughs) So the timeline's a little confusing there, but there's definitely a number of nods in the film.
2: It could. It's a Bond bond
1: timeline is pretty bloody confusing as well. Well, that's true. I think we should watch. So is is he Bond or not? There's no. There's no definitive. There's no definitive kind of. So I was right. Yes. Yes, Yes, in the sense that you can't be proven wrong. wrong. (laughs) So, um, uh, yeah, that is how evidence and fact-based thinking. Works. 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 Yeah. So, thank
0: you, judicial system. Yeah. Thank you very much. What other movies has the bed folding into the wall gag ah. appeared in? Oh,
2: I believe Darby brought this up.
0: Darby yeah. did
2: bring this up, Brandon. He
0: thought that he could see Jim Carrey in a gag at some yeah, point. Yeah. Brandon saw Kurt Russell.
1: Um, yeah. So, Why don't I say that? <laughs> no. I've got a real. I think I have a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So the retractable wall beds, or more commonly referred to as Murphy beds, oh. in the US have Named been appearing. Named after Murphy Brown.
1: No, <laughs> Candice Bergen's Murphy Brown.
0: <laughs> Named after William Lawrence Murphy, who patented the design in 1911. Oh, that's not They've been appearing in films since the silent era. Everything from Charlie Chaplin, mm.
2: uh, Charles,
0: Popeye, Mickey Mouse, The Three Stooges. This With gag all the has been a fan favourite for a very long time some more contemporary nods include It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Uh Spy Hard The Curse of the Were-Rabbit Police Academy 2 What Happens in Vegas Foul Play, The Great Muppet Caper and The Artist
1: Huh. Gentlemen, so I have seen it you, before. You
0: have, yeah. but I couldn't find any reference to Kurt Russell or Jim Carrey in mm. relation to a Murphy bed.
2: I watched Two Frame Roger Rabbit, and I watched the first one you said. Yeah. Um,
0: mad, 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 mad
2: world. Recently. Yep. In the last. That both of those very good. Might
0: you answers. have been thinking of Bruce Almighty when Jim's chucking a very physical tantrum on his bed? Maybe
2: that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Up, not up. wake up. That's probably it. Wake up maybe but it's a very popular game you should be my therapist
0: (laughs) (laughs) let's have a chat after Um, I said I would like to know the size of the stunt team on this film when you think of how many red and yellow guys there are how many ninjas there are so many people
1: be about 17, 18 what
0: do you reckon? Yeah, it's 17, 18. Do you reckon it's about 17, No, 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 serious. Oh, serious. 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 serious
1: how, right? how big is a uh, in In the, in the in
0: volcano extras, sequence. In the volcano sequence. The volcano. How many stunt performers do you think were used in that volcano? Well,
2: there were some stunt performers and there were some extras yeah. not doing stunts. Right. So there's probably about
1: 50 stunt people, mm-hmm. but there's probably around 150 people in total. Right. Okay. I'm
0: going
1: to go less than that. I'm going to go 20 stunt people. Yep. No, because there's all the boys coming f- in down the roof. I know, but I think there was only, like, a couple of them per shot. And you reckon they might have doubled yeah. them up? I think 20 yeah. stunt persons. Yep, he's not going to have the answer. And uh, 50, 50 extras, dear boy. All right.
0: Well, thanks to ClassicMovieHub.com. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, according to numerous call sheets, a total of 98 stuntmen were okay. used in the filming of the volcano scenes. Well, you were closer, Dubs. Um, As a little aside to some of the incredible, um, risky um, business, business, starring uh, (laughs) Tom Cruise, Tommy boy, um, that was required to capture some of these incredible stunt sequences throughout the film, Um, Nelly's battle scene with helicopters proved to be very difficult to film. The scenes were initially shot in Miyazaki, first with Takes of the gyrocopter with more than 85 takeoffs, five hours of flight, and Wallace, the man who actually invented Little Nelly,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, nearly crashed into the camera several times. Ooh. Come on, Wallace. Here's the kicker a scene filming the helicopters from above created a major downdraft, and cameraman John Jordan's foot was severed by the craft's rotor. Oh, my oh God. Oh, no, John. It was surgically reattached by what? surgeons visiting the country. It? And then it was amputated back in London when the surgery was deemed to have been flawed. Oof. Jordan would continue to work for the Bond series with a prosthetic foot.
2: Oh, my God.
0: That's how dangerous these films can be when you do it for God. real. Oh, get it.
2: Don't do it for real, guys. It's not worth it.
0: Cameraman lost his foot.
2: <laughs> that's...
1: Wow. That's horrible.
0: I couldn't believe it when I came across that.
1: <laughs>
0: Darby. Oh. You asked, how long was production? Mm-hmm. Brandon said it was probably about the same as most of them. Maybe about nine months. Six to nine months.
2: You could have a baby yeah. in that time.
0: Filming lasted from July 1966 to March 1967. Oh, I was pretty close. Eight that months.
2: Eight yeah. months. Premie. Premi. Yeah.
0: Here are the previous Underclip. films. <laughs> Dr. No, mm. two and a
3: half
0: months. What?
1: Oh, it's one location. I From guess.
0: Russia with Love, four months. Mm. Goldfinger, six months. Mm. Thunderball, three months. What?
1: They shot Thunderball in three months. These guys
0: were moving. Wow.
1: When we watch Thunderball, mm. we should keep that in mind yeah. because there is some insane underwater cinematography in that, which I cannot believe. I can't believe they shot that film in less time, half the time, of Goldfinger. Yes. Yeah. They were just taking their time with Goldfinger.
0: Yeah, Mm. twiddling their thumbs. (laughs) Brandon believes that the henchman from Asato's office, the fight scene, is Dwayne Johnson's grandfather.
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. The guy that gets shoved in the the, the the drinks drinks cabinet. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The Dodge driver is an unnamed henchman working for Japanese industrialist and Spectre member Osato and is portrayed by Samoan-American pro wrestler Peter Vanin Mavia and through adoption is the maternal grandfather of Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
1: Oh my god.
0: When Peter married Leah Fuataga he he also adopted her daughter Atta who would go on to have a son... They look husband, they look really. They're not blood related. Not blood related,
1: but they look identical. That's funny because my parents were both adopted, and Mm. mum, there are photos of her adopted mother. Yes, that when she was young, looks like my mum.
0: Isn't that strange?
1: Isn't that strange? It's like how they say not to make this comparison (laughs) (laughs) too flippantly, but. dogs and their owners end up looking the same. <laughs> Maybe there's something sure. about the bond of love. Mm. Shapes a person. Ooh. 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 The bond of love. Shapes bond 26 is uh, ah, the bonds of love. The bonds of love. The bonds. The, uh,
0: Brandon said that the two actresses who played the bond women were mm-hmm. actually meant to play the opposite roles.
2: Oh, yes. yes. Well, that's true with the suicide um, threat.
1: yes.
0: Akiko couldn't learn English fast enough in the lead-up ...to filming, so they were going to recast... That's Wakabayashi, isn't it? Yes, Wakabayashi. Um, But according to Brandon, she threatened to commit suicide... ...by jumping off the Dorchester Hotel... ...if they didn't cast her in the film.
1: I hope I got that right.
0: If you may indulge me, gentlemen and and listeners... ...I would like to read an excerpt from the director's... ...Lewis Gilbert, his 2010 (laughs) memoir... All my flashbacks mm. now please keep in mind this may take a little bit of time um, and some of the language used in this excerpt may cause offense ah. to some people all right here we go two actresses were chosen after that day's work in studio Akiko Wakabayashi and Miyahama neither could speak English the best thing we could do for them we thought was send them to live with two English families where they were children. Conversation would be non-stop and simple. For three months, the two actresses stayed in England, at the end of which we made another test, this time in English. My old writing colleague, Vernon Harris, an ex-actor, queued them in. The Kiko was fine. She could not only say the words, but she could make sense of them. Mia was another matter. The three months had evidently been a struggle for her. Firstly, she couldn't understand me, and when she spoke, she was incomprehensible. She could make no sense of the dialogue at all. As shooting of the film was soon to start, we were facing a big problem. I went to Cubby and Harry to explain the hopelessness of the Mia situation. She would have to go home. Yes, but how do we tell her, they said. It was going to need delicate handling, and none of us spoke Japanese. My suggestion was to ask Tetsuro Tamba who played Tiger. Mm-hmm. It was the only way out. He was with us in London, and he could talk to Mia. Good idea, good idea, said Harry and Cubby. Uh, good idea, good idea, said um, said Harry and Cubby. Relive to be a shot of the problem. Not... Oh, sorry. This is fucked.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jake.
0: Good idea, good idea, said Harry and Cubby. Relived to be a <laughs> shot of the problem. <laughs> Relieved. Re- thank you, thank you. All right. <clears throat> um, it was the only way out. He was with us in London, and good luck with this. Good idea, good idea, said Harry and Cubby. Relieved to be shot at the problem, not that it was a problem, Tamba wanted either. That's very serious, very serious, he said, but could not explain to Mia that it would do her no good. This is terrible. What's going on? (laughs) Let me go back, let me go back. Hang on.
1: I can take over. <laughs> I mean, it's funny that we're talking about someone who had a problem learning English.
0: Righto, righto, righto. Relieved to be shot at the problem. Fuck you guys. Not that it was a problem Tampa wanted either. It's very serious, it's very serious, yeah. he said. What? <laughs> but you could not explain to Mia. But could you not explain? This is a mess. This is an absolute mess. Could you not explain to Mia that it would do her no good to have a bad performance in a Bond film? It would be bad for us and bad for her, I said. I'll take her to dinner, said Tamba. I don't know what I could do, but I'll try. The next morning, I rushed in to see him. What had happened? Straight to the point, said Tamba. If you insist Mia goes back... Tonight, she will jump out of her window at the Dorchester Hotel and commit suicide. What? I said. You're joking. No, said Tamba. You have to understand face-saving in Japan. It is most important. You have a girl who has been sent to England to be in the biggest film ever made in Japan, and everybody in her country knows. If you send her back, you are saying she is no good. So for her, the only way to save face is to commit suicide. Oh, my God. This was indeed serious, and it was not up to me to make a decision off my own bat. The producers had to be told. What happened with Mia? What did she say? Asked Harry and Cubby when I went to see them. Sit down, I said. The news is not good. Actually, I was quite enjoying myself. The two of them were always dumping problems in my lap. Now it was my turn to dump a problem in theirs. (laughs) I told them of Mia's threat to jump out of her window at the Dorchester concluding with it would make a splash in England and an even bigger splash in Japan. Poor choice of words. Which I thought was rather funny. Cubby and Harry did not. What shall we do, they asked. If Mia does what she says she will do, I answered, that's the end of the film, because you'll never get to make it in Japan and you can't make it anywhere else. It's that simple. So we keep her and either carry on in the hope that her English improves or we revise her at the end of the shoot and live with it. In the event, several months later, the latter is what happened. Skilled voice artist Nikki Vanderziel. Good on Nikki. Who had revoked, who had revoiced, I'm sorry, other Bond girls. There's typos all through this. <laughs> obviously, uh she listened to a Japanese speaking English and came up with an accent that sounded Japanese but had useful inflections. As a side note, According to 007 Magazine, the role of... Oh, sorry. That's the end of that. Good God. <laughs> Let me do a proper finish to yeah. that. Skilled voice artist Nikki Van Der Zeele, who had revoiced other Bond girls, listened to a Japanese-speaking English and came up with an accent that sounded Japanese. There you go. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lewis Gilbert, for that mouthful. We got through it. Thank you, Jake Spear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you like any voiceover work, uh, don't call me. Yeah. Uh, I mu- it... Like, hearing it from his perspective is quite bizarre, just in terms of the language he uses and how flippant he can he be with it. He very him.
2: much talks about it as her, about her as a commodity. Yes, and as a problem. Yeah. To, as a I mean, problem yes, a problem. It's yeah. sort of like, well, hang very on. Very of the time. Yeah. Totally,
0: totally. But to have a first-hand experience of like, okay... This woman is actually going to be leaping out of her hotel window to her yeah. death if we don't do something about this. Uh, terrifying. Yeah. For everyone involved.
1: Ugh. So, I'm glad that that did not come to pass. Oh, my God. I'm very glad that... that, that I, I
0: mean, the whole franchise would have taken a complete turn. I mean, it could have been the have end been of the Bond end. if something yeah. like that happens.
1: And it would have been the end of, of her life, which would have been even worse.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Um, What else have you got to depress us with? As a side note,
0: (laughs) according to 007 Magazine, the role of Tiger Tanaka was originally offered and refused by Toshiba Mifune, an actor renowned for his collaborations with Akira Kurosawa, Ah. who instead opted to appear in John Frankenheimer's motor racing drama... Grand Grand Prix. Prix.
2: Of course, he's the Japanese driver. Mm, There you go.
0: He could have played Tiger, but ended up going. I think he made
2: the right choice.
0: There you go. Mm. It was a great. It was a great Tiger. Mm. All right, two more to go, fellas. What is the name of the traditional Japanese pants worn by the lead ninja? One of our famous uh, favorite supporting supporting characters. Brandon Brandon said that uh, it could be called a shinobu. Brandon second-guessed himself and said, hang on a minute, Shinobu might be the word for ninja.
1: I think it's not Shinobu. Either. Sudoku? It's like Shinobi. Shinobi. I think I got that wrong. Shinobi ninja. Yeah, Shinobi. You were correct. Ma- oh. It's
2: Shinobi. Oh, my God. Is oh. ninja. Shinobi is ninja. Oh. <sighs> not the, about the pants.
0: Not the pants, though. Um, the pants.
1: Um, I thought it was the whole outfit I was talking about, like the the robe and pants, isn't it?
0: Yeah right. There's there's but another term in there. Is
1: is the is a male ninja?
0: I, I I believe that the pants he's wearing is a type of hakama, which is a traditional Chinese trouser.
1: He's, Chinese trouser? Ah,
0: uh, Japanese trouser. Oh. Sorry, these trousers are more commonly referred to nowadays in the West as kendo pants because oh, okay. of their association with the martial arts. Yeah, yeah. Um, But Hakamas are a very popular Japanese, well, very traditional Japanese pant. They're usually worn over kimonos and a whole bunch of different different outfits that range from martial arts through to traditional kind of religious wear and all those kinds of things. In what other films does the 007 theme appear? Brandon believes that this may be the last time we hear it. I think think it is. Twice... Either this or Honor Majesty's Secret Service, you weren't sure. John Barry composed the theme in 1963 for From Russia With Love. The theme would go on to appear in Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, Diamonds Are Forever, and Moonraker. Oh, it's in Moonraker. The theme has not been heard since.
1: It'll be in no time. I really hope it is, particularly if Lashana Lynch's Nomi is yeah. playing 007 but not Bond. That'd be a nice. It would be a nice, be a nice nod. little nod. Mm. It really would. We're all about the nods. We all
0: are. We, we, do, we love yeah. a good nod.
1: A tasteful nod. A tasteful Except nod. when it's done. The, the way you know it's name. done in yeah. Die Another Day. <sighs> Shall not that be That horrible film. Mm. What a horrible, horrible man. <laughs> <laughs> well folks, that is fact check. Oh, well no, done. No, no, Thank you. Today's Thank you. Thank you. Well, gentlemen, it's time to jump into my favourite segment, Mm. which is Preconceived Notions. Yes, it is. Mm. I'm going to start with with you, Mr. Dick. Uh, Diamonds are forever. They're also a girl's best friend, and now there's a diamond on your lovely fiance's ring finger. Mm. What are your preconceived notions heading into Diamonds Are Forever? Well, I... <laughs> I won't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> that voice.
2: Um, well, I, I think I mentioned briefly, I, my, my main ones, uh, I haven't seen this, so I, I, I... Are you sure you've never seen I've this? I've never seen this. I've never seen this one. I think it'll be a little bit silly. I'm looking forward to Old Man Bond. Yes. Apart from that, I don't really have any major preconceived notions.
1: Are you... We've we've had trouble with the Sean films. Yes, uh, the last and one turned it around. Yeah, you a and the live twice. We quite liked. I think yeah. we liked Doctor No as well. Yeah. Mm. yeah, we did. It was Goldfinger really. Goldfinger really. upset us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just felt a little. It was very misogynist. It was. Yeah, didn't feel. And we're like, sensitive souls. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, what. What are you expecting? Because you said Old Man Bond. Mm-hmm. Are you optimistic that this is going to be in the vein of You Only Live Twice? Or do you think this could be a return to the Goldfinger thing? I because, guess it could go either way. Because this is the return mm. of Goldfinger's director, uh-huh. Guy Hamilton. Oh, but I do love, this love a bit of Guy Hamilton.
2: Live and Die was one of our favourites. So I think he's got it in him. I think, you know, issues of the script aren't necessarily a director's choice.
1: No. Uh, well, I was, this is Tom Mankiewicz's... Mm, 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 mm. Um, no. How do we say this? Mankowitz. Mankiewicz. Are we doing that? <laughs> uh, this is Tom Mankiewicz's first script, and I think it's the best dialogue he writes. Okay, okay, okay.
2: Well, look, yeah, there's a danger that he might slip into golden age Connery you know out of whether he, he's been forced that way or. but at the same time he's got enough power at this time to do whatever he thinks is fitting for the character I'm going to return I'll return on my you know my yeah, terms but um, yeah I'm excited I, I think it'll be a fun one I think it'll be a fun one and I'm looking forward to having a bit of fun mm. <laughs> that's about we that's love great. a bit of fun we love a bit of fun it's with Bond fun. it's become very important for us it's yes. become very important we I want didn't a, think it would be as important No, neither did I I thought we'd be become. more prestige leaning yeah
1: you know and I can't I can't believe how hungry I am for a Roger Moore film. Oh, me too.
2: We'd better pull a Roger. Oh, we'd better pull one out of that. We'd better pull one out of that today.
1: Mr. Spear. Yes.
2: What do you think about? Do you remember who Sean Connery (laughs) is? do you remember? (laughs) This is Sean Connery. Yes, yes, yes.
0: yes. I know who he is. Uh, he, he, uh, He does those action films. That's right. Um, <laughs> I think this could go either way. This could either be a ten or it could be a four.
1: Ooh, a four. Yeah. You reckon that's as low as. Well, either way, way would be zero. Willing to bet, you know, 10 zero. I, 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 so you're gonna well, go look, polar opposite. I
0: really don't, think, oh, don't you think.
2: You could have just said do. it could be really yeah. shaken, could be very stirred. Yeah. it could be shaken or stirred. Well, yeah.
0: that's where I'm thinking. That's my preconceived. That's just such a. Don't try and number. tell me what my preconceived <laughs> notions are.
2: <laughs> We've upset Grandpa. <laughs> You have the floor.
0: I think... Oh, Do you want to know what they are or not? I think... <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that it could go either way. It could be really great. It could be really bad.
2: So a 10 or a 4.
0: It could, Good yeah, buddy. exactly. Exactly. It could yeah. be a 10 or a 4. What I did don't... you rate Die Another Day? 1. 2. Two. Because 1's a 0. And um. I couldn't give it a 0 because of Dame Judi Dench and, a one, and Arnold. Because you can't give it a 0. All right. <laughs>
2: Yeah, is not a number. It's not a it's not a value. Yeah, yeah. well mm. I don't think there's any value
1: in die another day. There I oh. said. It. <laughs> <laughs> what about Halle Berry's stellar performance? Oh my yeah, that's goodness. true. But the spin-off we so desperately want. <laughs> We're yearning for it. Just as a little aside, just to interrupt
2: you, Jake. Oh, yeah. What about that film that Barbara Produced with Blake Oh, the rhythm section, The rhythm section. That could be finally the Jinx movie that she always wanted to make. Maybe. In its current form. Came
1: and went. Got a... Terrible reviews. Yeah. Really play... It was meant to come out about a year ago, too. I'd still want to see it. It was a good trailer. Um, But the guy who did the score Mm -hmm. for it um, is the guy that's assisting uh, Um, Hans Zimmer on No Time to Die. Good. I
0: have no idea what you're
1: talking about. Well... That's all right, Jake... Jake. (laughs) You what are continue. You, what were your preconceived notions? The what? Year what are you talking is, about? Is 1971, <laughs> 71. Diamonds 71. Are Forever, Sean Connery, you have the floor. Oh,
0: you want to listen to me talk, do you? Not
1: really, but uh, <laughs> contractually, I'm obliged to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, look, I hope this is just as much fun as You Only Live Twice. I fear that this is going to be the film where
2: he phones it in. Because mm. um, you worried about that for you only
1: lived once. Yeah,
0: that I felt that there was a rumor that people kept but saying, oh, that he's going to phone it in. Oh, I it could it... not agree
1: less. less. That is definitely mm-hmm. the uh, consensus on Diamonds Are Forever for most people. Let's see,
2: let's see, but... because as we thought, you know, yeah. these could be choices. This could yeah. be his way yes. of evolving the character, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm.
1: And I think people who know the story of the hostility between Connery and Broccoli and Saltzman. Mm. I think sometimes that colours their viewing of it. And they go, yeah. oh yeah, you can see. See that moment there. The Connery's he, a he professional. didn't want to be the, really he's yeah. such a good actor.
2: Yeah. He's a professional. He wouldn't do that to himself. He yeah. Yeah, it'd it'd self-sabotage. It's right?
1: self-sabotage. No, no yeah.
0: not at all. Look, how many years between You Only Live Twice and, and Diamonds? We've had a few uh, more.
1: Four. 67 was Yolt. And then Diamonds Are Forever is uh, 71. And we've had Oms Yolt Daff. Yolt, Daff. Yolt, Daff. Yolt, Oms, Daff. Yolt. <laughs> stuff <laughs> uh, yeah, we've had Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which ended on Tracy oh, yeah. being killed. Are they gonna talk about this? So does this film mm. then pick up Or is it in the Connery versus ignore or, or that? Yeah, be this interesting. This will be interesting. Because mm. it is a theory mm. I think I floated in You Only Live twice, is that I feel like A floater. The Connery films almost sit separate from the rest of the universe themselves. Yes, you did mention that. Mm. Um, in that Roger Moore, Dalton, and Dalton's films, uh, and Brosnan's films reference On A Majesty's Secret Service, but I don't know if the Connery ones do necessarily.
3: Mm.
1: And it's that, it's that choppy timeline that these films have. There is one thing. Mm. When we first started this podcast... There was a there was a certain place that you said you never wanted to see Bond go. Do you remember what it was?
0: Oh dear. Oh. Well, I know Tim? I was very. Yeah,
2: Jake said this. This guy. He? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake. Ja- yeah. Spear.
0: I oh. was very. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I know I said I was very cautious about seeing Bond in America. Um,
1: That's where this film takes place. Oh, there's quite a few. Of Las them. Vegas.
0: Oh well, uh, now hang on. <clears throat>
1: hmm. 1971's Las, Las Vegas. Vegas.
0: And look, I always love to see Bond in a casino. Vegas. Very
1: different type of casino, I think. Very, Las Vegas.
0: Di- you know, it's not. Is there it, cowboys?
1: Not Monaco. Uh, yeah, actually. No. There, there is a cowboy look. type oh in gosh. this.
0: I'm really conflicted by this because, at, at, at one hand, you say this is the campiest Bond.
1: Uh, yes. I, I don't know if I've said that on the podcast. No. We did say in a, the car ride. Yeah, yes, yes. I was like, I think this. This, A View to a Kill, and The Man with the Golden Gun, yep. would be, if you said, I want a campy Bond that's yeah. just silly fun, yeah. they're the three that I would be like. Look,
0: I don't mind a bit of silly fun Bond, that, yeah, and I'm just wondering if this is going to be too far, or just Is
1: it right. Die Another Day, or is it... Yeah, it's not Die Another Day. Oh, okay, man. well then... Although, then... this is one of the films, depending on your taste, mm-hmm. for a big chunk of the Bond community, mm-hmm. this is their least Favourite film. Oh, interesting. This is on a lot of people's. Um, yeah, this is number 24, 25.
0: Right. Mm. So this film could
1: divide us. It very much could. This could really. It very much could. Set us I think this, this could be a bit of a tastemaker. Oh, yeah. That's uh, great. Film. Tastemaker. Right. Mm. It
0: could go either way for Schweppes. me. Schweppes. Schweppes, the tastemaker. No, no. The, no. Uh, Mentos, um, the fresh maker. The fresh maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Diamonds are forever, the tastemaker. What are your preconceived <laughs> notions, Brandon?
0: You're the only one of us that's actually seen this
1: Oh, my
2: God. Film. Oh, my
1: God. Uh, yeah, I've seen this. I think I've watched this. Yeah, what this. other? I think, yeah. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I, 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 did... I think this is the Connery film I've seen the most.
2: What? What?
1: This oh, wait, and uh, you said that. this and from Russia I with love. I temper that reaction. Yeah, in uh, hindsight. Well, that's all right. It was natural to the moment. It was. No, this all from Russia with love are the two Connery films that I think I've seen the most. Um, so what brings you back to this? I don't one? know. Mm. It has a lure. And not reaction. you
0: only live twice. I've... You walked away from you only live twice, saying, "I can't believe I don't watch this film." Yeah, more often. I, yeah. And yet, diamonds is is one of your most viewed.
1: Yeah. You're a contradiction. Yeah, I am. I am. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... You like a bit of campy fun Bond. Yeah, I think I might, actually. But i, I got to tell you, out. <laughs> before we did this podcast, I would have said to you, A View to a Kill, Die Another Day, and Diamonds Are Forever are the three that I would say are the weakest Bond films. All right. A View to a Kill, say that again, sorry? A View to a Kill, Die Another oh. Day, and Diamonds Are Forever. Okay. But now that we're going through them, a view to a kill is the one that I am the most excited to watch. Yeah, yeah. Because I want to see how fucking crazy that film <laughs> yes. is. Sure, I'm surprised. <laughs> and again, Bond in there. America. Bond in America, uh, old man Roger. Very yeah, old so man. Yeah, so I'm a little Roger. bit worried with the later Rogers. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Worgan, Grace Jones. Uh, yeah. It has my oh, favorite. Yeah. It has my favorite Bond theme, I must say, oh, yeah. um, or one of my favorite, I should say. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Diamonds are forever. I watched this not too long ago. I watched this towards the back end of 2019, um, and I think it was the last of the Bond films I watched before we started doing this mm. this podcast. Actually, wow. okay. And I remember really enjoying it. It's very so you do silly. enjoy it. I think I do. Mm. I think I do. Okay. It's it, there are some Bond films where. I like I have that weird like half memory of being like, Yeah, I like it. I mean, I like all of them. Yeah. Because some is it fair to say that
2: sometimes when you do these viewings, what separates these particular viewings from some of your more casual ones. Yeah. Is that you do sometimes just have it on as something it's, to kind it's of it's occupy occupied, yeah, you're not really like on. really channeled into it maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I might
1: be doing a bit of work and I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. I'll put a Bond film on in the yeah, background yeah. and sure. And this is probably one of the best examples of a Put it on in the background bond. It's film. a background bond because it'll have it'll have it'll have moments that are like, yep, classic, awesome, sick. Yep, uh, and you can tune in. Them. And then there are other moments where I'm like, uh, uh, this is not important. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is a particular stunt in this film which I think is awesome. Okay, uh, it feels like something that Tom Cruise would do to mm. nowadays. It's a damn jump. It's a bit of a damn jump uh, stunt, actually. Okay. And then there okay. are there are a couple of car chases in this that I remember being like, yeah, they're fine. They're not like car iconic. chases.
2: Yeah, car chases are hard. They are hard, it's and hard. I think
1: particularly because, because when you we would seen... be
2: filming, filming them, they would be naturally very exciting. Yes, mm. so it's hard to know and I if think, you're making an
1: iconic one if, you know, it's, yeah. it's hard. And I think because we've seen Live and Let Die's car chase turned boat chase. Mm-hmm. Yes, which I think is spectacular. Oh, um, beautifully put it, together. It's really hard to to um, top that. To top that. That would have taken weeks to Oh god, so long. Yeah. Um, look, I think Connery's actually really good in this. I think it's actually the most fun. He has in any of the Bond films. He has as that Bond. He has. has I think he's, <clears throat> he does. He's got some really great comic moments in this. Mm. From memory, um, I don't think he phones it in, but I also don't. I I think he doesn't phone it in because I don't think he's trying to go for too much of the, for lack of a better word, sleazy Bond that yes. we kind of saw in Goldfinger. Yes, which I know is a lot of people's favourite, but I it don't really like that didn't bond. sit well with us. Nah. sensitive um, boys. Yeah, it probably sat very different with, differently with me as a teenage boy because I Maybe. didn't know any better, you know what I mean? But as an adult, I'm like, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think the Bond girl in this is fantastic. Okay. Up until a point where they kind of forget about the writing of her character oh, no. and she becomes a little bit kind of like, oh, yeah, she's there in a bikini. All right. um, the finale of the film seems a little bit like they ran out of money, which I think, if it's I'm remembering rightly, they uh, did. Yeah, they had right, a very right. different ending planned, cool. and it didn't uh, come to fruition. Uh, money's too tight to mention. <laughs> I really like Charles Gray's as Blofeld in yep. this. Yep. Um, a lot of people don't. <laughs> there is that one moment in particular... Which people bring up when they think of Charles Gray's Blofeld and I do not want to spoil it for that you. I cannot wait to up excited. on screen, I'm excited. I cannot wait for your reaction <laughs> because they will be a true litmus test of what you want from a Bond film. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, That's got me in. And yeah, I think it's. I think it's good. All right, I'm it excited. has my favorite Connery scene, actually. Mm. Can when you I, give us a hint. Uh, it is to do with Bond infiltrating a um, a laboratory. Oh, oh, yes. oh and, Very and golden eye. That. No, 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 no. Um, it's actually the opposite of that. Okay. It's the kind of hiding in plain sight that uh, Connery does. Uh-huh. It's, it's just a magic little moment. All right. Well, gentlemen, <laughs> I think it's time to pop in the Blu-ray <laughs> for 1971's Diamonds Are Forever. Ever well gentlemen we have just <laughs> we have just watched no, I couldn't get through it no, I couldn't get through it we've just watched 19 <laughs> <71's. laughs> Diamonds are forever. Yes, we have. We watch, certainly
2: watched something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to start. I don't, I don't know, know where, where to start Where, to start. where do, do you, do you start? Something where do you start? My immediate reaction is oh, this is 1971's version of <laughs> Die Another Day. Oh, oh wow. wow. Like, in terms of the choices that were made and, and the reasoning behind it you know? I don't know I
0: mean, whether there was, was much reasoning. oh uh, it was it, I'm yeah. pretty
2: confused um, like it it had some great stuff in it it had some really great stuff in yeah. it yeah. it was more innocent than die another day
1: oh yeah in yeah, its yeah, indiscretions yeah, yeah. you know I think the first half of the film is a lot of fun yeah yeah I was pretty much in it I was yeah. I was in it for the first like hour hour 20 yeah, yeah. then she just slips and it really just kind of it the floor gives way. What well, it yeah. se- almost ceases to become a film. Yeah. It turns it, into a bit of a joke, doesn't it? Yeah. It deconstructs,
0: mm. falls apart. I was, I was sitting there towards the back half going, how
2: did we,
1: <laughs> did
0: we end up here? Yeah, why <laughs> am
2: I here? What, why am I, <laughs> what's happened? It stopped caring, is the general feeling.
1: Yeah. It, I feel like it stopped caring. And it feels like it just abandons any character motivation. Yeah. The moment that it loses me is Bambi and Thumper. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. with you on that. You yeah. get there and you just kind of go, Hang on a minute. What oh, the fuck is this? Okay. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Mm.
3: Yeah.
0: And then you're right. After that, you, you know, there's complete disregard for. Pretty much abandons logic. Abandons the logic. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I just became super aware of the exposition in the second half, too. Oh my like, God, like, yes. yeah. Just blatant explaining <laughs> of things. Just, oh, you didn't. um. Yes, well, you didn't know that, James Bond, because this happened and this yeah. happened and this happened. That's and thank right. you
1: for bringing this cassette tape on. I'm sure you meant to put the cassette tape on because you knew that this was the blah, 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 and yes, it did blah,
2: yes. blah, blah. blah.
0: Right.
1: Look, I,
2: I think the way yeah I chart my care for a a Bond film, Mm -hmm. is how aware I am of what's actually going on. If if I'm really up to speed with what's happening in the plot, I know I'm really enjoying the movie. When I feel a little bit buried and lost, I think that's a reflection of how the movie is treating me. Or,
1: uh, the other positive way of going, is kind of going, oh, I don't really care what the plot is as long as I'm having a good time. Yeah, and there's definitely a lot of that. But this one has that element. It has that. For, like, the first hour. And then that same second know, hour is kind of like, uh, hang on, what's... Why is there a giant diamond satellite that, like, blows up North Korea? <laughs> <laughs> or wherever that is. Or wherever like, that is. What the hell is going Why does a on. casino
0: owner have a space program? Why was Blofeld yes. a casino owner?
1: <laughs> what? But aside from that, so Blofeld is pretending to be I mean, Willard, Willard White. Willard White, yes. yeah. Why the fuck does Willard White have... Fucking satellites yeah why, why is, is this the space? US government just like yeah that's fine that's fine he's the got satellite satellites. money is good money <laughs> yeah, yeah it's fine if he has satellites I'm sure it's fine yeah he's he's doing all there right. was a it's, I was, mean for me yeah.
0: the wheel started falling off literally when the wheel started falling Ooh,
2: off oh yeah yeah oh well, well, that's know, when I know you, what you're doing that's about. when you decided that's that,
0: well mm. that was when it reared its ugly head and I was mm. like mm, that's a dumb So chase. explain that for the audience. Well the, what I'm referring to, dear listeners, is mm-hmm. the um the car chase that takes place with Bond driving a moonlander.
2: Moon buggy type a thing. A moon yeah. buggy thing it's through got the desert. Arms. It's got flailing <laughs> metal and arms. A little, little bubble pod. <laughs> <And the laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: that his head sticks out of and it's bounding across the Nevada Gems. Bounding <laughs> over. And look, there's some pretty impressive little stunts in there. I mean, the cars get beat up. You get some pretty funky looking trikes, motorbikes.
1: <laughs> Child's it. trikes. Ch- yeah, yeah. they really a- look quite impractical. They yeah, don't yeah. I think they've got blown up purpose. wheels
0: because they're driving on sand and stuff like that. Yeah. But they
2: look that moon buggy was pretty maneuverable. Ridiculous. But it it's moving
0: train. at about ten kilometers an hour. Yeah. Um and, and the and car's it's are being... just
2: ready to flip. Yeah. That's yeah. how I describe every car <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. I'm ready to flip. Yeah. You yeah. want I'll me to flip. flip? I'll do it. Oh, and anyway, the Chevy Impala <laughs> <laughs>
0: Police car, <laughs> ready to go, ready to go. I mean, I want to. I'm going to call out a fact check here because I want right, to get yeah. to the bottom of, and I don't know how I'll do it. But when you watch this movie back, and I don't know if anyone else saw this too, if you're following along the movies uh, with us, but w- during that moon buggy chase, there's a shot where one of the cars, I think, go falls over, rolls over, <laughs> and then out of nowhere a random wheel rolls across the foreground of the screen but it doesn't yeah. look like a car wheel <laughs> looks like i have a theory that, <laughs> that off the screen
3: <laughs> buggy a, the wheel. buggy
0: has crashed and the wheel has fallen off and rolled, <laughs> and rolled into in shot, the shot. I... but because the car, they can only get one shot of that <laughs> car stunt yeah. they can't shoot a second take God so they Hamilton just have to deal like, with the fact gag i will see you now rolls through.
1: You're right. Is it is that, that what is happened? that is what oh happened? My God. That is what happened. This film suffers from a lack of, uh, uh, well, from an abundance actually of carelessness. Mm. There is an egregious moment that I think every Bond fan who's listening knows what I'm talking about because it's the thing that everyone talks about when it comes to this film. When he is in Las Vegas and he is trying to evade the police. He drives up a little ramp, or escarpment, mm. and he goes onto two wheels in that Dodge or yeah. whatever that Pontiac is, Pontiac, Pontiac thing, the red, orange. Uh, the red car, it's a very nice looking car, mm-hmm. he goes up onto two wheels, and he enters, uh, he goes into that kind of narrow alleyway, yes. leaning on the right wheels. Of that car, um, I did notice it and a little then weird back. When they're going in, we go. We snap to a close-up of inside it's the car, the other way, where the camera kind of tilts to make it look as if the car kind of switches to the left side wheels as it's yeah. going through, which is physically impossible because of how narrow that space is. There's no way it could tilt over onto the other yeah. wheels. The reason that that happens. Is because the very next shot, the car comes out of an alleyway, a tight, narrow alleyway, on the left-hand wheels. Oh. And that is because the second unit got it wrong.
0: Oh. They,
1: they shot it coming out of that alleyway on the oh, wrong opposite side. side. Oh. Wow. Oh. And so that shot of Tiffany that then switches to Bond as it switches angles... You flip it. You flip it. ...is... Yeah, flip the Well, it, yeah. surely. Oh. Surely. Yeah, because it doesn't matter if he goes from left to right of frame. He can go from right to left of frame. Because the next thing we cut to is not Bond. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Or you reshoot it. Or you reshoot it. Yeah, mm. come on. You're Bond. It's, it's Bond. It's a
0: James Bond film. Surely you can reshoot it. But
1: I will say, well. you can see in the second half of this film that they were running out of money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And time, it seems, too. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, just... Yeah, finish it up. Wrap that up.
1: It's cheap. And it's a shame because I'm fucking loving this film for the first hour of it. I agree. I I was having a lot of fun. I was like, yep, you want to do camp? Great. I was seeing the origins of the more Bond verse. I I totally see see that that evolution. Yeah, You can see it. You can see it there. Feels like it was an important step. Yeah. Yeah. And and the dialogue... The dialogue... ...is fantastic, particularly mm. in that first seat, In the first half. Uh, first hour. But
0: then, you, then then it draws attention to itself. And you start to become re- it's well, like really aware of it and you go... Oh, you know
1: what? I've got the a theory nose. about this. I don't think that's Tom Mankiewicz.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's Richard Mayborn. Really? Richard Mayborn is on... Or was on the record as saying that... Um, he thought Live and Let Die was a bit of a misstep. He wasn't involved in the writing of that one. He thought it was a bit of a misstep because the stakes of the film were too kind of personal, too local. They didn't involve the kind of, ah, the world is at threat. There wasn't a greater, grander threat. Mm -hmm. And I think if that's the way you look at a Bond plot... That's it's one cool. way to look at a Bond it's plot. It's one way to look at a Bond plot, and I think in some instances it really works. Mm. But I'm I'm quite a fan of the localized, personalized uh, Bond plot. Mm. Live and Let Die was one of the, the best examples of that mm. for me. I thought it was fantastic. Mm. I think Richard Maybaum in the back half of this script has tried to make it too much of a world a world threat. we're gonna blow up Washington we're gonna blow up Korea we're gonna or wherever that is China York, or yeah, you know yeah. we're gonna we have a diamond laser which is referenced by which film yeah 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 uh huh um which one Mm hmm. Oh, it's
0: the Die Another uh, Day Die Another day. yeah,
1: Icarus the, 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 Icarus, yeah, Icarus if, if we got there Gustav Graves has the diamonds There might be a link in the fact that these are probably two of the worst Bond films. You got a diamond laser, you got a bad Bond film. You got a bad (laughs) Bond (laughs) film. You're
0: doing too much. Stay away from the diamond. I
1: I think Richard Mayborn may may have tried to push this a little beyond its scope. Yes. Because it starts out personal. Yeah, it does. You're just tracking diamond smugglers. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. And I would actually... I think it's more... I would think it would be more impactful if it was diamond smuggling purely for Blofeld to increase his own personal wealth so that he can finance his organisation, finance these um, plastic surgery mud baths. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be way more interesting. And I think Tom Mankiewicz uh, does much better with Live and Let Die. Um, yeah, it's funny man. because Richard Maybur comes back in uh, to write with Tom Mankiewicz in *The Man with the Golden Gun*, mm. and there's a slight element of the um, "let's increase the scope to be the world" in the final half hour of the film. No, it's too late. And you just kind of go, "No, that's not what this film was. It was yeah. it was personal. It was localized, yeah. and, it, and it works better. Yeah. It's not more f- Fleming every when it's Bond localized. film
0: has to." You save the world from the brink. Yeah. I think then we get exhausted. Yeah. If every mm. film is like that,
1: it's also very silly when you don't have the money to back it up. I mean, yeah. your final lair is an oil derrick. Yeah, mm. strange. And the helicopters flying over—it's just really kind of impotent. Yeah, I think. Flaccid. Flaccid. Mm. Oh dear. Oh dear. Mm. Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Well, gentlemen, we have to talk about our bond. We do. Sir Sean Connery and his final Bond appearance. Well,
0: I'm a bit sad that it is his last. I think yeah. there's something that that's going to be that's that's the end of. It feels a like era.
2: a bit of a whimper. I mean, I will say he was a he was one of the best things about this film. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, without a doubt. I think he was a little let down by the plot, by the strange uh depersonalization of Bond that occurs in this movie.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't know that his wife's just been murdered no. by the guy that he's trying to follow, would you? At least in You Only Live
2: Twice I was really inside Bond's head with him. Yeah. In this one I felt a little distant
1: from him. But um Well Good I would s- I would say that the final kind of forty minutes of this film mm. kind of forget about Bond. They as well. do, they do, and it's around that time where it forgets about Bond. Mm. And they knew it forgets was about be him Sean's as a character last as well. And they still kind of go down that road. Yeah, mm. it just feels like they ran out of money. Mm. That's that's the thing I couldn't shake in that final hour. And I know they don't shoot in sequence. Like I know that they didn't shoot scene one through to. Zed yeah Yeah. but it feels like as it goes on you just kind of go what's what happened to the movie that you'd set up Mm.
0: yeah yeah were you guys tracking this
1: yeah and I mean it's evident in the way that like Tiffany Case's character in the end of the film is like that's not the character that we saw no she's completely different as soon as she gets yeah as soon as she gets captured by drag Blofeld <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other chapter. <laughs> a, we have to cover that. We've got to get to that. But, but as soon as she shit. gets captured by Drag Blofeld, <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, bye bye, that's it. No more Tiffany Case. She's now just a girl in a bikini. She's just a
0: bimbo and She's was,
1: a bimbo. It's the same thing as you only live twice with the girl in the
2: bikini and it's like yeah. you've just got a girl in a bikini for this whole act. Yeah. yeah.
0: That she's sunning herself on the on the on the back deck of a, of the I'm oil. A Derek. Like this is a woman who was like, embedded and running her own leg of a massive diamond smuggling operation. And why
1: is she not killed? Why does Blofeld keep her around I just know. because she's pretty? It's nothing's fucking explained. And
0: like each shot is just her kind of waltzing into the room and like lazing uh, you know, elegantly on a
1: lounge. When she fucking like. Lies down on that lounge at the end. I mean, God, she's stunning. Sure, but it's pointless. But what the fuck is the point of that? It's like that is the point. I mean, teenage me was yeah. probably like, yes, yeah. I like this very much. <laughs>
0: absolutely,
1: absolutely. But grown-up adult me is kind of going, why is she there? We need more than that. Yes, if we're going to create a good Bond film, a P- great Bond film, particularly they take time to have both. Exactly, because, you know. Flash but they'd the set character. her up in such a fantastic way. Mm. They'd set her up as being really quite capable... 100%. ...and quick yep. and smart. And she's very kind of like... She's on to... Not on to Bond being a double agent at the start, but she's kind of like... I know who you, you are. You can fucking put yeah, can put, it away, put it away. Put it away. Yeah, yeah. yeah yes.
0: I love that. It's but like,
1: even in her first scene where she's coming in and she's in a different wig each time and she's scanning the fingerprints and she's like, you can put it away now, like... Let's just talk about the job. Like, yeah, it's business. Totally, this character. ain't gonna happen. She's and then at the end, she's like,
2: "No, oh, oh, oh wow. I can't
1: even fire a machine gun." Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. the the final scene when the the.
2: <laughs> she <laughs> Mr, kind of does make those when, noises, Well, she
1: too. does. Mister Kid lights the shish kebabs on fire, <laughs> yeah. and she goes,
2: "Yee!" It's <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> it's ridiculous.
1: Eek.
0: Yee! Oh. Yee! Shocking. Well, I thought she died Positively when she just
1: shocking. fell off the back of the... the. Uh... Well, you almost wish she had. It's more dignified almost well, than what they it's... leave her with.
0: Yeah, she's one, she's one of the biggest examples for me of...
1: This film not working. This film really falling apart. Mm. Yeah, it's that final act. Yeah. That final act just feels really like they ran out of money and they didn't know what to do. Yeah, well... They didn't know how to band-aid it.
0: Yeah, how do we wrap this up? How do we fix all of these? How do yeah. we yeah, band-aid the, the potholes that keep popping up? Yeah. Do you think it's, it's a
2: case of the formula kind of trapping them, in a way? They got a little bit like... You could have wrapped it up in a different way if you had thought about a different way
1: to wrap it up. I don't know, because it feels like... It, it doesn't even feel like the third act of a Bond film mm. for me. It feels Where do you like, like they, think it falls... It falls for me when they get to Bambi and Thumper. Yeah. Uh, but, what, but what is it, that do you think, that the third act's doing which is not working? Uh, you've got the introduction of that Willard White character, which it, I, I find him so fucking annoying. It stops operating in scenes almost, doesn't it? It just, it just kind yeah. of
2: plays out in shots.
1: Yeah. In yeah. a way. Actually, you're probably right.
2: Mm. It kind of gets really boring. It gets it does, so boring. Because it's
0: over explaining. Each mm. scene, you know, it seems Blofeld's victim to it, White is, is victim to it, there's a whole bunch of these scenes. Where there's this over-explanation in the dialogue? It's like just oh, exposition. You, you know this because of that, and, yeah. and oh, of course you. And I've got this an oil rig in Florida,
1: this. and you've got this in there. And like, you know that the what? cassette
0: is this. All of this extra, you know, explanation about how we managed to have all of a yeah. sudden a space operation, yeah. run by a laser, a diamond laser, and why we're lasering Washington. It's like, hang on, none of this was set up in the in the hour At we all. had. Before we got here. Yeah, at all. Yeah, it's a real mess. It's that, not good. In that it's back not good. End. Uh, But I think Connery, getting back to our Bond, I think, um, again, as he's aged, he's settled down. And there's an ease that he has, with, especially with the one-liners. He's not as as leery. And, you know, he's he's kind of... Dug
1: in a little bit. I long. really like him in this. Mm. I really, he really, really, really love Connery in this, yeah. and it's a fucking shame because it's a, it's not a good movie in that back half. No. The first two thirds of this film, I'm like, there are some cheesy, silly moments, but like, who cares? Yeah, like, yeah it you're works. You're still
0: with it. It yeah. hasn't swung too far.
1: That briefing scene where they're finding out about the diamonds. And the way that M and Bond have that little kind of... Oh, uh, yeah. The, mm. There's a little kind of argument between them about sherry. Yes. Yeah. Like, the, it, you know, Bond's a bit of a know-it-all, but Connery kind of plays it off in this thing of like, well, I know I know a lot about bloody alcohol. Mm. Like, oh,
0: it's so good to hear that you're not an expert. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they
1: start talking about diamonds, M's like, well, it's good to hear you're not an expert yeah. in everything. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And it's a good little kind of moment and then the revealing way that character
0: revealing relationships.
1: exactly and the way that Hamilton kind of intercuts that with like the smuggling operation as they're talking about yeah, what yeah, they that was think nice. what the operation is yeah, and yeah. you're kind of going oh MI6 haven't figured all of this out either mm-hmm. like you drift in and out between what the the expert is saying about the diamonds and what is happening on screen and it's brilliantly yeah, it's handled because you're kind of, you drift in and out you kind of mm. go, you hear the narration yeah. when you need to and then you see the images when you need to, so mm. you're getting only bits and pieces of the information which creates a mystery mm. Yeah, that stuff I'm in love with for yeah. sure, for sure, Connery's stuff where he's pretending to be Franks is brilliant, yes. that Ooh. scene with Tiffany Case, yes. fantastic, when he knows that Franks has escaped and he does that weird kind of German accent. The fight in the in elevator. elevator. The elevator oh, Brilliant. Very good, yeah. That's one of Connery's best fights. Yeah. Mm. That and the fight scene in From Russia With Love, which we will eventually see. Mm. Fantastic. Mm. It is when we get to Bambi and Thumper that I go, I don't care anymore. It becomes a little he bit novelty. He wears that pink tie... And oh. I'm out.
0: Yeah, everything goes. Not 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 just the not just the um, the weird props and vehicles with the
1: with the moon buggy. Um, Even that I'm fine with. Even the moon buggy, yeah, it, I'm okay. It I, to you could me. save me. <laughs> the wheels start to wobble. I'll give you that. Definitely wobble. But you could pull the film. You could still save could, the you film. You could save it there after that. Yeah,
0: I'll agree with you. We could have saved it. Yeah, the film's but not the, lost. The dialogue, yeah. the dialogue, and the exposition gets too heavy-handed. The the
1: um, and I think that's Mabel. Design. I think it's Mabel. The costume design goes.
0: Why is Why is he wearing that stupid pink tie? That's way too short. Comes up to like his yeah. third or fourth button.
1: And then why, why is it undone? Why is the top button undone and the tie by the loosened? time he, gets, to the time he gets up to his mansion? Why?
0: Why? Why? And you said it too in the screening. Why can't Bond defeat Bambi and Thumper in the room, but can very easily hold the two of them oh, underwater? It's so, dumb. it's so in the dumb. pool.
1: Like it would be harder for him to beat them in the pool. Yes, because he's got two extra on one resistance in a pool. Have you ever had a play fight in a pool? Like it's it gets fun- dangerous real quick. It's exhausting. <laughs> It is fucking stop, exhausting. Stop. No, stop. Yeah. Please. Please. I can't. I can't. Please. It's ridiculous.
0: It's ridiculous. Yeah, it loses all logic. It, it does. Again. Yeah. It does. They feel like two different
1: films
3: to mm. me.
1: Yeah, it is. It's that first two thirds is, oh, okay, this is a Bond film. Mm. And then that final third is just garbage. Yeah. It is garbage.
0: Yeah. Uh, I feel bad for Sean. I thought he deserved more for his send off
1: Darby what did you think of Sean as Bond in this film uh, you know I, taking in the whole film
2: a little bit you know when he's good he's good yeah. Sean Connery himself is doing good work um, there is a lack of presence which is in, in later scenes which I don't think is his fault
1: I, I think it's the way he's shot
2: I think it's the way it's shot and put together and the focus of the film itself but He's, he's in the same... It's a more favourable performance of his for me, I
1: think. Mm. I, like I, I agree with you. I'm mm. sorry to jump in here. I, I have to say this if I haven't already. Um, I think it's the most accomplished and settled he feels that we've seen so far.
3: Mm, okay.
1: He feels like Bond to me. But the moments that he is let down mm. is when the story is not told properly. Um, by the director because because Bond stops making sense he stops making sense therefore yeah. the,
2: the the work of the actor becomes secondary yeah you know like
1: I that moment mm-hmm. when he's um, breaking into Willard White's kind of underground laboratory and he fakes putting in a oh, identification yeah, yeah, yeah. card and yeah, uh, yeah. Carl What's his name? Uh, yeah. 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 Radiation. Gugensheimer. Yeah. What's yeah. his name? Yeah. Glauksheimer or something, something like, that. like that? And he kind of like gets caught in the little small talk between them. And then the, the door starts to close and they're like, oh, we oh, should get through here. Jump mm. in. It, that's brilliant work. And the way that, that Connery kind of plays that is brilliant. And it continues on and, and he's like, oh, hang on a minute. Where's your um, radiation badge? And he goes, oh, well, you, you fellas haven't given us one. He's like, oh, well, I always carry spares, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes in and he's doing the investigation. Tends to be yeah, him. It's Klaus Glausheimer. I can't remember the name. It's something like Glausheimer yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, that stuff, I'm like, yeah, when that is Connery at his exactly. best. When given something to do, he's he does it. Yeah. And he, undoubtedly. And mm. that, that I think, is the Mankiewicz um, magic. Mm. Mm. There's something about Mankiewicz's dialogue that, that really... Shines through, and then I think the moments that are the Maybaum kind of um, fixes are a little bit. I don't know. They they always feel a bit surface level. Yeah. They always feel a bit shallow. Mm. And I say that as a man who wrote some of my favourite Bond films. Like Maybaum continued on. Mankiewicz after The Man with the Golden Gun didn't. Right. But Maybaum Brett wrote nearly every single one of them up until a license to kill right. from here on in mm. so I mean it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing but Some I think things take a while to figure out completely sometimes. yeah I mm. think he is a victim of the bond needs to be big yeah yeah thing and it's like uh, I don't think he always needs to be Casino Royale isn't that big mm. and it's one of the best films in the series because it yeah. is so personal yeah. Doesn't mean you don't have set pieces. No.
0: See, this, like, my feeling now actually goes against my initial impulse mm. for what I want from a Bond film. One of the big things for me with the villain and his plot is that I really love the global domination stories. Yeah. And I think that's a really traditional trope that I really cling to. Yeah. But this took it way too far. And I think it has to do with the way that it was set up and the way that it's established. It just didn't make any sense. Like yeah. we weren't on that tangent. Mm. It's
3: such a
1: hard right. It really is, yeah.
0: and it's like, well, hang on. I thought we were going somewhere else with this, and now we're dealing with spaceships and lasers and all this kind of stuff. It's yeah. like, wh- what? What? I, I, I even, I, I don't even think there's been any sort of mention aside from Bond. Kind of, he has that scene where he's tapping the tip of the rocket. I think when he first meets Blofeld, and we're talking about rockets and stuff like that. But when he When he poses as the as the German sort of radio tester guy, and we're in the room with the laser itself, yeah there's no discussion about what that is. I don't think is there is there uh, any allusion to like rockets and lasers and stuff like no, Blofeld's got the map on the floor in his lair when he he's got references to launches or the derricks and the and, yeah, missile the oil sites fields
1: and, and all his kind of when religion. do we
0: actually learn that there's, a, that there's a plot with some kind of space program to laser countries it's, for some reason
1: well so but see when he goes in as Klaus Klaus Glaukenscheimer yes whatever the guy's name is I usually know this name but I've had three Vespa martinis and as we all know I've got a drinking problem and I've got terrible memory once I've started drinking <laughs> much like Bond apparently um, I've had two so I don't know you're with me you're with me <laughs> and I've got a terrible memory anyway so we're, yeah. all, we're all hopeless um, when he goes in and he's investigating as Klaus Glaukenscheimer <laughs> um that I'm fine for us to kind of still have the mystery yeah, yeah, as yeah. to what this satellite is. Yeah. I'm fine with that because Bond doesn't really know, he doesn't have enough time to figure it out. Mm. But then we get to Blofeld and when he and like that that fucking amazing thing when he goes up on the top of the elevator. I love that moment. Yeah. Mm. He repels into the thing. Scary. The yeah. the infiltration mm. into Blofeld's thing. He has the double Blofelds. I love all yeah, of that. Great. Blofeld's like, I'm not gonna tell you a goddamn thing. It's late, I'm tired. Goodbye. That's too right. much Brilliant. to be done. Yeah. Yes, there's much to be done. <laughs> like be done. that is fantastic and I know for a that that is Tom Mankiewicz because there is writing like that in Live and Let Die Mm. that is pitch perfect Mm. and there is writing like that in The Man with the Golden Gun with Christopher Lee's Scaramanga Mm. like there's no way that that isn't Mankiewicz Mm. kind of acknowledging the no, no, no this isn't where the villain tells you the plot, Mr. Bond Mm. I love that it's then when we get into the whole rescuing of uh, Willard White and he's like Bert Saxby oh I had a uh, you know I'm putting satellites up because of this and that and this satellite is made of that wait someone told you that I told you to do that why would you do that yeah. oh the satellite's made of diamonds oh like <laughs> <laughs> it's like this it's this bullshit kind of like rushed explanation yeah, of everything in like, like 20 second 20 second 20 seconds it's like oh you do. but you told me Mr. Willard White to put a satellite up in space made of diamonds. (laughs) No, I didn't tell you that. Yes, you did, Mr. White. (laughs) You called me on the phone. It's like, oh, that must have been (laughs) Like It's it's ridiculous bullshit. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, The audience are are fucking idiots. Yeah, Yeah, let's spoon spoon feed them. Let's heap another fucking bit of moose onto this. Like, it's so dumb. It's Mm. lazy. That's where it falls apart it's the Bambi Thumper thing where you just kind of go why is he dressed like that why are they there this could be cut like why does Bond go up and face Bambi and Thumper by himself
0: yeah why don't the whole why don't, why don't the, and everyone go up the as the fucking a team
1: CIA clear the room yeah why don't the CIA go up with James Bond they know he's about to be assassinated. They know he's been <laughs>
0: yes.
2: kidnapped.
1: Go up and get the guy. You know like he's just there. Fucking tactical ops. Oh, come on. Yeah. It's dumb. It's dumb. It, it doesn't make any sense. That is where the film falls apart for me. But I have to say, I love Connery. Yeah. Mm. This is the Connery that I love. There's a softer edge to him. When... One of the moments I, I love so much is when he first meets Tiffany Case. And he says, Weren't you just a blonde? Yeah. And she says, Well, I might have been. He goes, I tend to notice things like that, whether a girl's a brunette or a blonde. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just sipping away at his little, you know, brandy or whatever Mm. it is that she served him, a little martini in a glass. It's just, I'm watching him in those scenes and I'm like, You are undeniably cool, calm, collected you are James Bond. Mm. And it's exactly what I loved about him And You Only Live Twice. Mm. He is indisputable. Effortless. He is Bond. He doesn't have to pretend to be sexy. He doesn't have to try to be anything. And I think that's the thing that I didn't like about Goldfinger is that he is so aware of the fact that he is trying to flirt, that he's trying to be seductive, (laughs) that kind of comes across a bit creepy, Mm. which I don't think is there in Dr. No. Mm. And it's not there in You Only Live Twice, and it's not there in this. Mm. There was never a moment, for me, you guys might disagree, but for me, where I went, oh, Connery's Bond is a bit the only moment would maybe <clears throat> be the where he goes I think you need to get something off your chest at the very in the oh, pre-title sequence yeah, yeah. where he grabs it and he kind of wraps the bikini yeah. around the girl's he neck the
0: choker with it yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Hmm. which oh I'm into hot water here yeah. but I would defend because in my mind as an audience member the views of Brandon McClellan <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> yes, yes yes I will say this is my views this is not anyone else's but If we're going in, this is kind of, we're following on Our Majesty's Secret Service. His wife has just been murdered. Mm. And he is trying to find the man who murdered his wife. Which is what it feels like the pre title sequence is kind of trying to. Yeah, yes. so you said the, the like, ruthless. Where is Blofeld? Where is he? Chasing where is he? Where is, is he? where is he? Where is he? And Eating he finds in this. Casinos. You know, he kills two men in a pretty brutal fashion beforehand. Mm. Mm. Just because it's a woman doesn't mean that he would be any less brutal because mm. she's a spectre agent, presumptively. Mm. Um, but I will say, just as a 2020 audience, it is very uncomfortable to see a man kind of rip someone's bikini top off and then use it to strangle them strangle or choke a woman mm. that is really uncomfortable mm. again teenage me probably found no problem with that <laughs> because I wasn't critically analysing anything my yeah, yeah, yeah. world was just impulse <laughs> 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 um, but yeah I, uh, that, that would be the only part of the film that I find uh, Connery a little like ooh the rest of it I'm like no he's he's great he's Bond yeah I agree and it's what I wish Bond was in all the other movies mm. uh, and what we get I think for the most part
3: yeah
0: yeah
1: so where are uh, what would you say are we at, I, I really kind of want to analyse this one because mm-hmm. this is a tricky this is a sticky wicket it is. of a film it's a so tri- I want to yeah, yeah. see what we like about it yes. and what we don't. So do we think we like the Connery's, uh, Connery's portrayal of Bond in this film? I'm going to go out there and say, yes, I do. But the writers forget what Bond is in the last 40 minutes. Yeah, I think, that's, that. mm. I think that's pretty accurate. I think that's where we've ended up. Yeah, so yeah. we're a tick on
2: Connery's Definitely portrayal. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. for sure. Okay, I like
1: that. Yeah. yeah. It's not Connery. We won't blame him. No. It's not Connery. No, yeah, it's not yeah. his fault. It, it's funny because Goldfinger is great in all parts except for Bond. He himself. lets us down. Yeah. Bond is the weak link for mm. us in mm. Goldfinger, but actually I the opposite think happened here. It's mm. the opposite in these. I actually think that Goldfinger is the only one of the Bond films where Bond is kind of a problem. on the pay as well oh yeah he's, he's he's a big problem in that he's a problem in that
2: he's a really bad really bad. He's bad
1: that is that is when bond gets bad isn't mm. it when he is too almost lascivious mm. it's gross it's yeah really it's, gross. it's it's gross it's because purely.
0: bond doesn't bond never needs to try that hard no, no. yeah you're you right know, they you're really right. hit it over the head and it's like no He's, he's, he's got the self-confidence, he's got the suave, He he's attractive, he doesn't have
1: to work for it. He's not, a, teenag- he's not a teenage boy. Exactly, mm. exactly. And that's what he feels. like. It's when like he gets a dyno, bit teenage though. boy and you're like, Jesus Christ, are you just impulse? Are you just your hormones? Yeah. You're yeah. a grown man. You're nearly 40. Yeah. Are you serious?
3: Yeah. No,
1: no, no. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, it's an important part. We've touched on this in every episode so far yes our pre-title sequence yes art darby i really want to know what you think about the pre-title sequence of this film as a filmmaker yourself what happens in it starts with the uh, <laughs> bond throwing the japanese man through the um through the paper uh, the wall, paper wall. Uh-huh. and then we go to the casino See. there's the fez wearing man then he goes to the woman and he Marie, who he strangles with the bikini, uh-huh. and then we are making mud pies with Blofeld.
0: Yeah, we actually see Blofeld,
1: and we learn of his kind of. And Blofeld oh, says yeah. making mud pies. 007. Yes, that's all
2: right. Covers a lot of ground. It does. Does it does cover a lot of ground? I think it's a good way into the story, and pretty exciting. Um,
1: do you think it's? Do you think that is uh, them trying to tie? somewhat of a loose end from Honor Majesties because the end of Honor Majesties is Irma Bunt Blofeld is driving the car and Irma Bunt with the machine gun guns down they know they can't ignore it Tracy
2: they know they can't ignore it so there's definitely an element of that kind of wrapping that up but it's not even a wrap up which I respect that they do bring it into the new story as you know the pre-title sequence does inform
1: the story in this case doesn't it it yeah, it does. yeah. Oh, uh, somewhat. Yeah, we've got well, we've got the cloning aspect, Yeah. which kind of doesn't matter to the. I point. guess not. No. Like, there's, there's a just, lot
0: of loose ends in this. There's film. a moment yeah. where,
1: like, he kicks the 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 cat, and it's like, uh, right idea, Mister Bond, wrong pussy, and it's like, okay, that's wrapped up. Yeah. There were only three there were only two Blofeld doubles made. You killed the first one in a mud pie, and yep. the second one you shot with a piton gun. Yeah. Brutal death. But why is the cloning in there? It's trying to do If too not much. to fucking explain to that much. Charles Grey is now Blofeld. Yeah.
0: Because because not only have you got Blofeld's cloning thing, yeah. you've got this whole thing from the previous film about Tracy and revenge and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And we end up Blowing up an oil derrick in the middle of the ocean, like
1: yeah, a diamond satellite, a diamond which has satellite. nothing to do. That that is one thing that pisses me off. I'm, I'm sorry, we will get no, back to no, you no, talking no. about the P- P- D- I, D- I think, think that's all I kind of. But I hate that they don't address what happened in on a Majesty Secret Service, and it further fuels my theory that the Connery films sit in their own universe. Mm. And that Lazenby, Moore, Dalton, Brosnan sit in their own universe and Craig sits in his own universe. And that we have three separate universes. Mm -hmm. Because the only thing that ties the Connery films to the others is the DB5, which comes back in GoldenEye. Yeah. But that feels a bit meta and feels a little bit like, yeah, okay, It's the same. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's not much from the Connery universe that spills over into the other films. Apart from Die Another Day, which references every film, because why the fuck not? They they (laughs) didn't give a shit. They just went, yeah, let's put the jetpack from Thunderball in here for no fucking reason. Oh, and we've got Rosa Klebb's shoe. Okay, how'd you get that? She's a Spectre agent, you fucking moron, Tamahori! I hate you, Tamahori! I hate you! Do you you think... Oh, God. (laughs) Do you think that they're even aware of which universe is what? At this point, no. No. No, No. and I think that's what causes trouble. Mm. And that's why I think that the Roger Moore universe leans more heavily on the Honor Majesty's Secret Service because nothing in the Roger Moore universe really links to any of the other Connery films. Yeah, okay. I think I've, I think I've fucking nailed it with this theory. <laughs> 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 I'm, uh, look, as we go through, I would love for you boys to poke holes Except in Except for the same M. M. It's the same M, yes. Yeah. I think it's meant to be... And money pay? yeah from, from Dr. No to die another day, it's meant to be the same bond. Yeah. but there is something about the Connery bond that seems to ignore everything else. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Except for Honor Majesty's Secret Service has that really silly scene where he goes into his office after he's presumably resigned and it play like he oh, pulls out yeah, of his desk that's like. Right. Different gadgets from, from other past films. films that's the, right. The music plays over the top, and it's very weird. Silly. Weird. Oh, yeah. it's the weakest point of that it's film, okay. and it shouldn't be. It's still <laughs> the same person. Oh my God! Please give us your money. <laughs> 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 it really feels like holy. Yeah. Uh, don't forget. Don't forget. But my, I think my theory still stands pretty strongly that the Connery verse has absolutely nothing to do with the rest of them apart from the DB5 I,
0: I agree with you only because my theory is that every Bond is a new Bond mm. and they're all in their own ver- universe
1: I I uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think they have to be. I don't agree to the code name theory though. No, I I'm think. not suggesting that. that, yeah, that if know. anyone is listening to this and yeah. thinking this is we evidence do not for the code name, no. The code name <laughs> theory, you should be cast out of society. <laughs> it's a bad theory and you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> the opinions of Brandon McLeod, da- are the opinions of Trey Bond and the United States <laughs> oh, of Kensington. No, no. I will say that legally, it is legally blind. Blinding, binding, <laughs> blinding. <laughs> um, the pre-title sequence, Jake. Yeah. Um,
0: Making look, mud pies, double zero. I, I, I think they're fine um, standing alone. Mm. I think it it has very little to do with the main plot.
1: Apart from the cloning thing, which uh, is kind of abandoned, which is
0: totally abandoned.
1: An hour into. the I family. mean, I
0: thought it was interesting. Look, we we do have them establish the fact that Bond isn't revealed. You know, you kind of just see hands, yeah, and characters getting thrown around, and it's like, like when are we going to reveal Bond? Boom! Who are you, Bond? James Bond.
1: Oh, can we say that is a weird uh, reading of the line of him doing it? Yeah, he goes, "My name is Bond, James Bond." (laughs) (laughs) He sounds almost Russian. It's weird because there's a trailer version of for this film, yeah, where he says it and he sounds normal, and he goes my name is Bond, James Bond. But in the film, it's like this weird, like sped up thing of like, my name is Bond. James (laughs) James <laughs> Bond. It's like this weird, like, pseudo-Russian version of him yeah, saying it. Listen to I that. hate it. I'll show you it after we do oh, the right, podcast here. Right. But it's really weird. But it didn't jump out to you guys, so that's No, fine. it didn't. It didn't. No. I think
0: the thing that I took away from the, from the pre-title sequence was that they were trying to put a button on the previous film and connect them. But... I mean, and this is, this is our kind of discussion about the pre-title sequence, whether or not it should or shouldn't yeah, have any needs to reference to the, the, the film proper. But I always assume that there's like some it's... kind of thematic connection. Yeah. There
2: has to be a connection. Yeah,
1: yeah. because it can't be arbitrary. Yeah, because oh. leading up to You Only Live Twice, the first four films were kind of building to that moment of here is Blofeld, Here is our big bad. He's Mm. been controlling everything from the shadows. He's the head of this evil organization that Bond has continually come up against. Mm. And so we had this thing of, oh, it's a grand kind of confrontation, but he gets away. And then we go to Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which by itself is a spectacularly good film. Mm. Really good story. In the novels, that's the first time that Bond meets Blofeld. Yeah in the film series. It's clearly not. But at the end of it, Blofeld kills James Bond's one true love, yeah. who he marries. It's the only time that Bond marries in the, ser- in, in the um, film series and in the novels. And so then you've ended on such a strong kind of moment that you expect the follow-up film to at least deal with the fallout of that. Yeah. And it feels like the opening of this film is kind of half dealing with it where it's like, where is Blofeld? I'm going to get this guy. Where is he? Where is he? And then he kills Blofeld and then finishes on the line, welcome to hell, Blofeld. For me, I would be fine if that's how the pre-title sequence finished, that he dispatched Blofeld. It's not super satisfying, but it's satisfying enough. And then... Give me for the rest of the film a completely different villain. Mm. Yeah, Don't that would make it Blofeld. There's no point. It's where I thought they were going. Yes, mm. and there's no point uh, for it to be Blofeld in this in this um, film. Would be, it would have been better if it was someone else. If yeah. it was this white character. And does Blofeld get away at the end, or does he die when the fucking shuttle kind of crashes into what the control room? Like what happens to him? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense because he comes back in For Your Eyes Only. So he
0: must have gotten away.
1: Yeah, but how? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense for it to be Blofeld and I think you could have a a much better ending. The original ending of this film was, and it's kind of queued up in a line that Bond says in that um, briefing with the Diamond expert, where he goes, I've always wanted to go to South Africa. Mm. The original film ended in the mines in the oh, diamond mines brilliant. in South Africa yes good. and Bond had a one on one fight with Blofeld and he very brutally and personally dispatches him see that's great it's hand to hand mano a mano and he goes it's essentially him going you killed my wife yes now I kill you that's
0: what it needed mm. that's what you're going to start the film with it doesn't have to be a whole film about unpacking the death of Tracy and bringing all of that, that on a majesty's film into this. Yeah. But to finish with a climax like that, to tie it all in, that'd be fantastic.
1: And what a great way to kind of end, end the, the Connery verse. Yeah. yeah. That Lazenby was kind of like a A part of a sub chapter of the Connery verse. I just think that would be so much more impactful. Mm. It's a film of missed opportunities. It is this one. Yeah.
0: And whether or not it was budget or time constraints or some kind of mismanagement, it, whatever it led
1: to... It, was, it feels like budget towards the end. They that Derek scene is pretty abysmal. Yeah. We'll get a look at yeah. We shouldn't jump ahead. but So we've gone through the pre-title sequence. We think it was fine. Yeah. It's a missed opportunity. I oh, think I we think could so. all agree on that. We then go into Shirley Bassey's second title theme, Diamonds Are Forever. Hmm. What do we think of the theme song first and foremost?
2: I think it's a solid song. It's a solid one. I like it. I mean, Bass's,
0: you know, quintessential Bond.
1: I will I will say this. Mm. I think this is her best. Oh. How nice. many theme. does she do? She did Goldfinger, Diamonds Are Forever, and Moonraker. Okay. Um I think there's an even amount of films between Goldfinger and Diamonds and Diamonds and Moonraker. Let's count them. We've got Thunderbolt, You Only Live Twice, and Honor Majesties between her first two. So that's three films. Mm -hmm. And then Live and Let Die, Man with the Golden Gun, and Spy. Oh my God, there are three films in between. In between all. There you go. So for a while there, she was coming back every fourth film. Mm. Not bad. Not bad. I think Diamonds Are Forever is my favorite Shirley Bassey theme. I love it. I, th- I love it. I love it. I love it. Kanye West sampled it in uh, his amazing song that uh, "Diamonds from oh, Fuck." I can't remember what it's called. "Diamonds from Sierra Sierra Leone" or something like that.
3: Mm, okay.
1: So you would have remember. Surely you guys would know it. That uh, uh, probably I've probably erased
0: every Kanye samples, reference out of my mind. <laughs> to
1: be honest, but. he samples "Diamonds Are Forever," uh, and it's that. Uh, no, I'm not going to sing it No, you sing I'm, it You no. sing okay, it Okay, sing okay it.
3: Uh,
1: So it's Diamonds are forever <laughs> <laughs> It's the best Bessie. Put your diamonds in the car If you are filming now <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Hold one up and then caress it <laughs> He samples uh, Look, he samples Diamonds are forever <laughs> I'm going to say The, uh, the title sequence a
2: big sequence. hit in 2005 I feel Title sequence not so good. Yeah, look,
3: yeah, a bit
1: a bit I gotta fun. say I'm over Binder. Binder. I don't like the Binder. I don't like him. I I like what he started. Yeah. But I think Robert Brownjohn did him better. Ooh. I think he did him better. Yeah. The binder sequences aren't for me. They always feel the same. There's always a few good shots and
2: compositions in them. Yeah,
1: yeah. but it's always a bit for me like, okay, silhouetted naked women. And then silhouetted naked women with colour, or a diamond, mm. or a gun, or an octopus. Mm. I think Climbing is the best. And I think Brown John does much better. Yeah, The From Russia With Love title sequence, stunning, stunning. And the Goldfinger title sequence, stunning.
0: Yeah, that was amazing.
1: They're the two best. I I don't know if Binder deserves the crown. Ooh. 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 It's a controversial opinion, but watching these films somewhat out of sequence and in the way that we have.
0: Yeah. It's more and more obvious.
1: Ah, The climate one in GoldenEye is just like, you can see him being influenced by Binder. For but sure. you can see him going, sit down, Grandpa. <laughs> 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 he steps it up a notch. He really does. Yeah. He really does. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Dubs. I think yeah. it's a fucking... Let down. It's a banger of a title song. Mm. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. The There's a bit of... Itself. You see a bit of nip. You see a bit of nip in the title <laughs> sequence. But that's the most exciting part of it. Oh, God. Outside of that. Outside of that. I do apologise if that is distasteful. But outside of that, nothing else titillates. Nothing else excites and that's his job oh. he should be getting us get the senses pumped. happening get yeah. the pumped sense. for this film yep. that is something that I think that Kleinman is very good at doing mm. there is only one film in which I think he doesn't succeed in getting you pumped for the film mm. but I don't think anyone could get you excited to be or pumped for this film yeah. and that is A Day the Day <laughs> 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 it's a trash can <laughs>
0: I'm going to go back through these episodes
1: and just count how many times <laughs> oh, another day. Just kick it in the guts. Bagging sick oh, yeah. cops. I'll tell you this it's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> the world is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, we go on from that. The plot of this film, I feel like we've kind of covered. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't really it's exist. A- no stupid. It doesn't it's make it stupid sense. It's amazing because at the start, it's really cool, it's yeah. really clear, it's really concise. We are trying to figure out why these diamonds are being smuggled.
0: Yes, and Bond is disguising himself and you know chasing each lead after lead after lead yep. to get to the bottom of it. He goes all the way around the world, we have some amazing stop-offs in these great cities, we meet the henchmen, we meet all these interesting characters, and then all of a sudden it all gets flipped on its head and then we've got some weird old diamond laser in space It just comes out of nowhere.
1: It, it forgets what it is. It completely forgets what it is. Yeah,
0: it's trying to do too much, you know, and just, yeah, that last that last act, we just get bombarded with exposition and information and did you get this, did you get that, oh, you would have missed
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah. Yeah, it's... it's um... <clears throat> It, the the plot leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. A lot to be desired, and it's a shame because that first hour, first hour twenty. It's a lot of fun. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah, it was beautiful to see Vegas in the seventies. I thought, you know, yeah, yeah. I did not mind it at all. It's, been a, all. While. it's a shame too because my memory of the novel, which we will eventually will eventually do the reviews of the novels, but yeah. my memory of the Fleming novel for Diamonds Are Forever is that Jill St. John is um, actually quite a canny... Which she is, in the first hour of this film, a canny diamond smuggler. Yeah. She kind of has Bond's number. Yes, Which absolutely. she does in the first hour. Yes. Even when she sleeps with him, she's using it. You get the impression that she's
0: really high up on, on the list, right? Yes. Which is why she's one of the last to be killed. Yes. Or attempted to be
1: murdered. In the film... In the novel, sorry... Um, Bond actually falls in love with Tiffany Case. Oh. And she becomes his lover over the course of two or three novels. Oh. She's so kind of like important and accomplished that she sticks to the next novel. Right. She is, I think, eventually kind of either Bond leaves her or she's dispatched. I, I don't remember the, the, the plot line of the novels particularly clearly after Moonraker. Um, but she is like she's one of Bond's big loves and they're kind of setting that up in the start of this film you're like yeah this this chick is she's she's up there she's very capable but that final 40 minutes oh man that's pathetic it it is she's completely abandoned it's 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 really disappointing it's really 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 disappointing um we should talk about the locations of the film yeah the big one stands out for me <laughs> Las Vegas baby <laughs> <laughs> oh it's in Las Vegas yeah uh, what do we think about Las Vegas the playground of Elvis Sinatra and the mobsters <laughs> Do we think this? Do we think this film tackled those locations honourably?
0: I think so. I, I think... thought they got a real good showcase, Vegas in particular. Yeah, I think so. I really loved um, the Netherlands, the river canal, oh, yeah. Amsterdam. Yeah, that mm. was beautiful. Where, yeah, else Where else did we go? Amsterdam. We got to see a bit of the ocean
2: from. The, saw, from the I think trip. we saw
1: a very quick. Pinewood Studios version of South Africa. Yes. Oh, right, with all the caves. <laughs> with the dentist. The, <laughs> the dentist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and yeah. And the black miners. Oh, yeah. 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 They're yeah. definitely conflict diamonds where Trading. there's no yeah. doubt about that. Oh, That's sure. uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's blood, blood. diamond. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, well, speaking always, of yeah. Leo DiCaprio, there's a mm. couple of ties with him to this film because he played Howard Hughes, oh, which yeah. Willard White is a mm-hmm. kind of... Um, what do you call that? Mm. Am- amalgamation, appropriation. 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 appropriation yeah, he's a satire of, I guess. Uh, uh, appropriation. Mm. Let's go <laughs> with appropriation. <laughs> I think we're all comfortable with that word. <laughs> um, but, uh, of course. Leonardo DiCaprio has worked with Martin Scorsese, and Martin Scorsese directed the film Casino, ah. which uh, was Wow, we're drawing some links here. Yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah, well, we did bring up Scorsese quite a Los bit. Los Angeles, no. In, Los Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas. I didn't mean to say Los Angeles. I meant to say Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> we yeah. brought up Scorsese. He came up. He brought up quite a bit.
2: There's kind of... It's also when he's emerging around this time oh in the 70s oh
1: yeah Main early, Streets yeah early 1970s mm. well mid 1970s I guess
0: he was influenced mm. by this film at all I doubt
1: Mm. it. I think he's much better than this (laughs) film. Well, yeah, I mean, how many... No, no, even at his worst. Even at his worst, I don't think Scorsese gets anywhere near this.
0: What big films in the 60s and early 70s were set or filmed in Las Vegas?
1: I don't know the Rat Pack's filmography very well, but I'd imagine all of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a fair chunk of them for
1: sure. Because I know that Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, yeah. had a cameo mm. in this film. Yeah. In that kind of Las Vegas casino scene where yeah. Bond meets Plenty O'Toole. Yeah. Lana Wood. Um, spectacular. Um, and Sammy Davis Jr. had a scene in this film uh, which was cut by the producers. Presumably for time. <laughs> because, right. yeah, well, it runs uh, it pretty much bang on
0: two hours. Two I hours,
1: think. yeah, it's pretty much two hours flat. Two hours and eight seconds like with that. the credits included. Um, I mean, the Nevada
0: really is the the main location, right? I think so. There was quite a long list of, of acknowledgements in the credits. I noticed that was uh, the hotels. Thank you to you know you know we were shooting in at and Holland, brands Holland. Um, USA. There was a number of countries. Baja. Baja. (laughs) Baja.
1: Baja, California, which is presumably where that oil derrick was. Yes, off the west coast of the states, I suppose. It has to have been. I've watched this film so many times, and I cannot tell you where the fuck that oil derrick (laughs) is. I don't don't know. Where, Where are we meant to be?
2: In the ocean.
1: It doesn't oh, it's the ocean. it's the ocean. It's the ocean. The ocean.
0: Yeah. The, ocean. Uh, the ocean. The ocean. Of course. The Danny Ocean. Oh, the ocean's 11. The deep
1: blue From, sea. Yes. <laughs> uh. um, okay, look, the plot. Does not matter. It doesn't make sense. After an hour and twenty, the, they give up on it. So why should we give a shit? The no. plot lets us down.
2: The it plot does. lets us. It, down. it lets this film down. It takes its rating down. It does a big old. Because chunk. I feel like if you would track it
0: in a graph, it's like it's going up, it's going up, it's going up, and then you get to that two thirds, sort of halfway two thirds. There's a couple little dips. It's a little whoop,
2: whoop. And then she all knows of a sudden dives. you get the GFC, yep. two thousand and eight, <laughs> and your hedge funds otherwise known
1: as Bambi and Thumper, Bambi yeah. and Thumper, come Bambi out. and Thumper. That's when the plane runs out of petrol, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and down it goes, and never
1: shall it rise again. No, which is a shame because I'm having such a blast up to that up point. Up to
0: that point, you really are.
1: I guess we have to talk about gadgets. That's our next thing. Gadgets were a bit lacking. They were lacking, but they were also kind of... I would say that this is a redeeming feature of the film. Mm -hmm. The gadgets are just enough for me. I agree. He's got the fake thumbprint. Yes. Which, how did he know that he needed? Let's not dwell on that, because Mm. that pulls apart the plot too much. Mm. It is a bit convenient that he has a... um, Frank's Richard, Frank's Rupert, yeah. Frank's whatever his name is. Um, um, is it Richard Frank's? Robert, Robert, Robert Frank's. Hang on, Roger. Frank Roberts. No, Frank's is his Peter, Franks.
0: Peter, Peter Frank's. Franks. Peter Franks. Frank's. It's Peter Frank's. He's got synthetic um, thumb prints,
1: which apparently he got in an instant when he jumped into that car and talked to Money Penny. He's like, "Yeah, I've got his fingerprints. Thanks very much." Yeah. Um, but that aside, because we don't actually have a cue. Scene. We don't. Not really, we do really. have a couple of scenes with Q. Yes, which is refreshing. Yes, thank God. Um, he is perennially old. Yes, <laughs> like yeah. when he's in that Las Vegas scene, I'm just like, has he been an old man since forever? This whole time,
0: <laughs> he's just always had that wispy white hair,
2: and
1: he he's never, never
0: changes.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. I wonder how
1: old he was in the first movie. Yeah, his first yeah, event. I wonder because. I can't remember how old he was when he died. He died in 1999, just right. a couple of weeks after... Well, There's Not Enough was released, mm. which is... I tragic. love how he
0: kind of gets his own little B scene where he just, just randomly left to meander the, the rooms of casinos and testing out all of his, like, electromagnetic gadgets to win on the poker machines. Yes, but
1: why is he there? I don't know got a gambling problem. It's That's about it. That's like he's, Because presumably he's there with Tiffany Case. He yeah. then gets instantly distracted as soon as she sees a woman with a white cat and goes, Oh, I've got to follow that. Follow that Why does she think she has to follow that? She's never been introduced to Blofeld with a white cat. The only person in the film who knows Blofeld to have a white cat at that point is Bond. Bond. Mm. And Bond doesn't see her again after that. So why does she see a woman with a white cat and go, oh, that's Blofeld? Because we've seen Blofeld with a white cat, so it doesn't matter. Of course. (laughs) This is around the time that we get introduced to drag Blofeld. Oh, no. And Bambi and Thumper. Before we get to before stra- we get into that, Victoria, I will say blog one blog. gadget that I really do like Go for it. is the mind. piton. Yes, yes, the piton gun. It's great, fantastic. Come and the look. way that it's incorporated—that he has pitons kind of like stashed underneath his belt. Yeah, that he has the one to be anchor point A, anchor point B, and that the third one is a kind of superfluous anchor point if he needs it as mm-hmm. a backup, which he uses to dispatch. The fake Clone Blofeld. Blofeld. or yes. Klofeld, as I like to call him. Klofeld. <laughs> <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Any
0: <laughs> other gadgets? Any other standout uh, uh, gadgets? Uh,
1: is there anything give. with a watch in this film?
0: No, he's definitely wearing a watch.
1: He is? Would it's you count aerobics. the silly moon buggy as a gadget? No, absolutely oh. not. I think that is ridiculous. God. That's a vehicle. That's a vehicle, anyway. Mm. I'd say. Why the fuck are those astronauts walking in slow, slow motion? motion? Oh my god. No one else is. Absolutely no one else is.
0: <laughs> what even is that scene? Is it a part of a it casino exhibit? Well, it are they faking sense. the moon landing? No,
1: because at that what point, they they're not at the casino. They're at WW Techtronics. Which is a lab. So are they trying to establish that Blofeld faked the moon landing?
0: Or are they insinuating that these are trials for the moon that this space program is eventually going to land on? There's so many open-ended but, questions. But
1: why can Bond run through that section? Yeah, we don't have
0: <laughs> anti-gravity chambers.
1: No, but maybe it's something to do with their suits where they're kind of restrained. Maybe the, the suits themselves kind of... Uh, have, like, extra waste in But that's a stretch, baby! I'm these... trying to make excuses for bad
0: riding! <laughs> and why does Bond immediately look at that and go, that's clearly a vehicle that would work, it's not a prop, it's actually something that I can drive, and gets in it, and is like...
2: And he uh, bursts through a wall! And he burst, how did he why? know that, that little he would Nelly. Get through that little wall. Nelly. That's why. That's why we've got our stupid moon buggy, because a stupid little
1: Nelly. Oh, how dare you! Oh, I love oh Little my Nelly! God. I know you have a problem with Little Nelly and I want to bite this! We're gonna have this out right now! <laughs> L- little little Nelly little is Nelly. nowhere near this buggy! Don't blame Little
2: Nelly for the outfit time. How dare you, sir! Anytime that we've got to force Bond into some stupid little vehicle for the sake of the audience, just so they can see him driving around in it, it's like, come on, mate. There's a quick away from A to B. Little Melly counts it any old attack in. chopper would have done. It
0: doesn't feed into your very important. Not tenet any attack bomb. chopper would have done
1: it.
2: Uh, <laughs> it evaded the radar for those twelve seconds before it entered the radar's field of view. <laughs> stupid, stupid shit.
0: Because you need a capable bond.
2: I need a and capable, a capable bond. bond that gets into he a moon it. buggy That's that not goes a five
0: bond? kilometers an hour. You idiot is not capable. Dumbass. <laughs> This is a oh tastemaker movie. We
1: said Diamonds is going to be a tastemaker. We did maker. We It's did definitely say that. defining it t- our tastes. <laughs> it's a tastemaker oh, movie. And Darby is not a friend of Little Nelly. feels baby. like a little
2: more like a pacemaker.
1: Oh! oh. oh. And this baby's stopped.
2: <laughs> <laughs> She's flat lighted. Well, I,
1: th- I think that's it for gadgets. I can't think of another gadget in the film. Neither can I, really. Is there another one?
0: trying to think if he breaks in anywhere I mean he fakes oh, having a card oh, I know
1: that I, there there's a... one more gadget in the pre-title sequence when he puts his hands up ever so camply oh, yeah, I love yes. that's, <laughs> that's fantastic there's the mouse trap. there's the mousetrap oh, in the
2: pocket that's yeah, right in his yeah. pocket mm.
1: I think that's the only other gadget Yeah, it's a pretty shit gadget <laughs> what about the, uh, the like you have to you really have to count on someone putting their hands in. The yeah, yeah, yeah you do. not you're not doing, doing it yourself. Not, yeah, exactly. Where did I
2: leave
3: that card? Uh, ah! Fuck my uh, phone!
2: You know, honourable mention to the uh, to the to the control panel for the cremation machine. Yeah, it was gadgety. It was gadgety. It it and had high high. And music. That's a had bad
1: guy gadget, though.
2: Do we count yeah, those? Oh. Yeah. oh, yeah. All right, I'll count that. Yeah. 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 Do we give that gadget of the week? Uh, it's a control board, so you know. no, no,
0: the piton gun gets the
1: piton gun. gun. Yeah, Pitong it's gun. Gadget piton piton yeah. of the week goes <laughs> to Pitonga <laughs> That's the one that we give it to. It's the pitonga <laughs> Look, I'm not taking this podcast seriously because it's diamonds there forever. <laughs> they didn't give a shit about us. Why should uh, we give a shit about them? Well, he gets uh, like this, folks. He, he gets, like gets like this when he gets disrespected. Oh. He gets like this I'm sorry that I drink (laughs) (laughs) Mummy needs a little sweet relief
0: No one mentioned the drink We
1: mentioned you being disrespected by the screenwriters That's right No one mentioned the drink But you know what you should mention What's that? The stunts
2: Yes. Oh. Did you
1: have a standout stunt? Because I've got a fucking standout stunt. What's your standout stunt? I'll tell stunt? you what the standout stunt for me is. And Skyfall and Spectre owe a lot to this stunt. Yeah. When Bond steps out of his um, presidential suite mm. in the Willard White Hotel, Can't remember and he that. walks out uh, through the window, he walks along the outside uh, of the Willard White Hotel, and he steps on top of the elevator. The start of that. Spectre owes a lot to. Mm. And then, as he steps on top of that elevator, and we see the elevator rise outside of Willard White's hotel to the very top floor. Mm. That's Skyfall, baby. <laughs> Skyfall? Well, in Skyfall, when he is chasing uh, Patrice... Oh, yeah, on top of the... Yeah. And he runs up and he kind of jumps and he grabs the bottom of the, uh, the elevator That's and he's right. holding onto the very bottom rail of it and his arm kind of gives out and he climbs up and then there's that amazing fucking fight scene where he's Mm. in the neon kind of reflections of Mm. um, Roger Deakins my god Um, (laughs) there's a there's a shot in Diamonds Are Forever as the uh, elevator drops down Bond is hanging onto the rail again and then he does the piton gun yes that's my favourite stunt that entire sequence is my favourite stunt From Sean Connery stepping on that elevator. And it really does... I've watched this a couple of times on Blu-ray. I think that is Sean Connery on top of that elevator. Yeah, for sure. Fact check that, Jake. Mm. But I think that is Sean Connery. There's only one shot where it doesn't look like Connery. It looks like a man with a bit too much hair. Mm. But Mm -hmm. the other shots looks like Connery on top. That was the chair... I saw you boys make a noise. I didn't fart. (laughs) That was the chair. My tummy made a little bit of a hungry noise. Oh, it was your tummy? It was. Oh. I'm very used to it being me being accused of being the farter. (laughs) Mostly because you are. Well, yeah. I'll take that. I'm the farter of the Traybon podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll um, tell you my favourite stunt Go on Don't Tell us your uh, favourite stunt Go on
0: Alright I want to give a hats off To the driving team For the parking lot police chase Really? Oh yeah, yeah I thought yeah. that was really cleverly done With you know everyone getting cut off And going backwards And people coming out of car parks And head on collisions You know the two cop cars That go bang head on Yeah. The jumps They go what? There's two cop cars That go bang head on They go bang right? They go bang head on um, Got gotcha. you Trying, <laughs> and, and then the red the red Pontiac jumping over, you know, le- uses the oh, trailer.
1: Alright, is it a Pontiac or is it a Dodge? Well, this is going to have to be a fact check. I, I think, think it's a Dodge. Well, I think it's I don't a
0: Pontiac. Know, it is. If it's going to be a Dodge, it's either going to be a Charger or a Challenger, and I just don't think the lights on the on the front of the car look like a Dodge to me. I think really? the symbol is a Pontiac.
2: I think
1: it's a Pontiac. I can't see Bond in a Pontiac.
0: I have a feeling, 71, Pontiac was a hell of a lot
1: bigger than it is today. See, I think that's the era of the Dodge. You're in America, you're in Las Vegas, it's red.
0: I mean, Dukes, of, Dukes of Hazard, Dodge. It's Dukes Dodge of Hazard is a Dodge Charger. The generally in Dukes of Hazard is, is, a, is an orange Dodge Charger. You, you've got smoking the Bandit films, you know, that are quite popular around when did now. When they come that's out? That's a Pontiac.
1: Because they're after, funnily enough, those Dukes of Hazard's films yeah. or television series, whatever it is. They came out after "Live and Let Die." Well, you can see. So we were kind of going, "Oh, is that Boss Hog?" Yeah, his, yeah, um, yeah. What's his name? Mm. What do we call him? WC Penny. WC <laughs> Fields. WC Fields. JC Penny. JC Penny. Uh, <laughs> Sheriff JW Pepper. There you go. Um, he is actually a precursor. To the Dukes of Hazzard. To the Dukes of Hazzard. Really?
0: And the, and the precursor to Smokey and the Bandit, which, you know, there's a big well, character in. Maybe not the Sheriff in the Bandit. in Smokey and the Bandit is very. And he's got Junior, his bumbling fool son of a
1: deputy. I'm going to look this up. I, I don't know when the first Smokey and the Bandit was. I do I'm gonna know. going to say 67. You're going to say 67? I know,
0: Sally Field and. Sally Bert Field Reynolds. and Burt
1: Reynolds. I. I don't know. No, I think smoking the better. With bed, this column, is I think it's definitely 70s. 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 The trucker
0: cap, Sandman's
1: trucker cap. Oh, have a guess. Have a guess. Say Say a year in the 70s. In the 70s? I'm yeah. going to say 73. 73? I'm going to say 73. 73 is the <laughs> year that Live and Let Die came out. So you're both wrong. Ooh. It was 77. Oh. oh that was so well, Live in head and Let die, die with Sheriff J.W. Pepper. Invented. I think it might have invented Boss Hog. Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> He's got a lot to answer for. He does, yeah. but I think they do it much better in Smokey and the Bandit. Sheriff sure J.W. Purple is uh, yeah. not good. Yeah. <laughs> not good. No. Don't want to see it in my Bond films. <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: But, I mean, Live and Let Die is the next film after this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Two heavily U.S. set Bond they wanted that market. They really wanted to break into that US market by the sounds of
1: it. Yeah, well, it's funny because uh, Burt Reynolds was very nearly James Bond. I remember
0: hearing this rumor. We,
1: we came very close to James Brolin playing James Bond. Really? And we came very close to Burt Reynolds at mm-hmm. different points in the Bond history. They were kind of, they didn't know what to do without Connery. Because Lazenby had left, um, they were up a certain creek without a paddle. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember what the guy's name is. This is a fact check for uh, next episode. There was a fellow, uh, I believe a British actor, who was offered the role of James Bond. He signed On the Dotted Line. Oh my God. Pre this film. And then they realised that if they gave Connery a million dollars, they could get him to do this film. And so they paid this other actor out, completely out of his contract. And I'm trying to remember, I might be mixing people up, but fuck it, I'm drunk enough. (laughs) (laughs) And it's what makes Fact Check interesting for sober Brandon. Because Brandon can't remember what he asked. (laughs) I believe that the actor that they had given, that they had kind of signed on to play Bond before for this film,
3: mm-hmm.
1: ended up coming back and playing the MacGuffin Bond in The Spy Who Loved Me. Oh. Oh, right. There's an actor in The Spy Who Loved Me, in the just after the pre-title sequence, I think, who is like the MacGuffin Bond.
0: Right.
1: Um, and I think it's the same actor. I could be drunk enough that I'm mixing two different actors up, baby. <laughs> but let's make fact check yeah, interesting. Let's check All that right.
2: fact. All right, keep so me busy. So,
1: Jake, in the yes. future, yep. uh, prove me wrong. <laughs> prove me wrong. Uh, do you have a stunt that stands out, Darby? <clears throat> I've gotta say I'm enjoying deconstructing this film way more than I did watching it.
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think my the most impressive stunt for me was probably that the car sequence that you mentioned,
1: Jake. In the car park? Yeah, that was fun. I find it a really boring sequence. Maybe it, and I feel like every time I've watched the film that the, this film, every time we get to that car park, I check my phone. Mm. I like that sort of flat sticky stuff in the Bond films. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever watched that sequence uninterrupted. Mm. In terms of not like checking my emails or.
2: But my my biggest wow would have been on the elevator. I thought that was pretty impressive. I love it, but I I can't. Nothing's really standing out to me. I wouldn't call it a damn
0: jump.
1: Though it's not, it's it's not, it's not not a a a damn jump. jump. No, it's not a damn jump. Let's clarify. Let's. let's, let's It's not a damn jump. I think it's very impressive, though. I think it's very impressive. That's Mm. very high up to do that as an actor. I think it's very Bondian, and I'm going to stand by that. It's Mm. not a damn jump. Mm. Mm. We'll say that. I also don't believe I ever said it was a damn jump. I think those words were put in my wow. mouth. <laughs> it was
0: coerced.
1: I want revision here. Fact check. Fact check. <laughs> uh, but I think it's a damn it's impressive. impressive stunt. And I would say it's the most impressive stunt of this film. You're probably yeah. right. I, I was a little bit underwhelmed favorites.
0: by the by the amount of stunts. I, I will say that the elevator fight is... The elevator is fight. A that, that is a real honourable mention. That, that is... The, yeah. the stunt coordination of that sequence was very impressive cool yeah,
2: yeah that was well covered too
1: yeah. i love mm. i love that bond fucks it at the start of that oh he yeah goes to he... check his watch and he breaks and the he glass breaks mm. and then it looks like he's about to punch and so he's like oh fuck i wasn't gonna fucking do this yet yeah yeah, yeah. and now, and now it's he's on. forced into a fight and the guy is every bit as capable as bond mm. and a, and it one point looks like he's got Bond's number. Mm.
2: Mm. Yeah, with the concrete floor, Ooh, it's like, coming for him. It's maybe. coming Ooh, for him.
0: Yeah, and then the shard of glass, is
2: yeah, yeah, right,
0: coming out of the out of the Brilliant. door of the elevator. Yes, yeah, in, very
2: kind of a lot straight of depth to, to that. Camera and mm. Yeah, really dynamic yeah. camera work. Yeah, actually, that's that's I'm gonna I'm gonna be. That's a stunt. Uh, hypocrite. Mm. And say, uh, <laughs> that's my stunt. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you can have it.
1: I'll give it to you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. No, you're thank welcome. You. Thank, you. Mm. thank you. No, we are welcome. You're welcome. Uh, vehicles. I mean. Ooh, ooh that Pontiac Dodge. It can't yeah, be both. Pontiac, <laughs> the Pontiac <laughs> Dodge Ford Holden. I, wanted that. I think. That's the car for you, me. What do you think it is? You think it's a Pontiac? 100% it's a Pontiac. It's a Dodge. I think it's a Dodge. 100%? I can't 100%. see. I can't see. Ew. Bond driving Pontiac. anything but a Dodge in that era. Mm. Particularly given the, the nature of the scene. I think he's
2: dodging. I don't know. That logo, that's a Pontiac. Right. The Dodge logo is the word
1: Dodge. Well, let's look that up.
0: Well, there's also the ram. The ram's head as well.
1: So I'm looking up Dodge logo, ladies and gentlemen, on, on the old Google, which yeah. is a ram's head. Yeah, or I'm now going to look Dodge up the word, Pontiac, as I said, the Pontiac logo, yeah, which I believe it. is the cross. Oh, it is the cross. No, no, no. That was I it. I think you're right. I, think I thought it was right, more Jake. of like a. I think it's a Pontiac in Diamonds Are Forever. I'm going to Google it right now you because he can't
0: that... even wait for fact check. He's just no, got to know. I, I've right got to know. Now. We've got to know because right he now. He knows he's wrong. I am wrong.
1: Oh God, this is tricky. This is really tricky. Okay, where's Pontiac? Pontiac. We getting a lot of Fords, Mercs, Ramblers. They have what every There's car. A Dodge three hundred and thirty. Yeah, but some people have. Why very don't you go
0: obsessed. through your car collection, Brandon? Because you've got every single Bond car. Jake, Um, do you
1: think I have time to go through all four crates of Bond cars that sit next to me as we record this podcast? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I've collected every single car (laughs) in the James Bond car collection from 2007 to the present day. (laughs) Is it still going? (laughs) No, no, no. It finished in 2015 around Spectre. But I collected all of them. Uh, Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Is that it? Oh, Dodge. It's a sh... Oh, that's a Chevy. That's not this. That's not the right one. That's not the right one, is it? He doesn't know what he's talking he's about. Shut your goddamn mouth, Jake Spear. <laughs> oh, money penny. She was gorgeous in this film. Let's so not get distracted. We've got to get not to the bottom of this. We've got to come back to the MI6 it's regulars. enough of Moneypenny. Money. <laughs> well, which one is the Ford Mustang? Look, 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 look. Now he's look, talking look. about
0: Mustangs. It's not a Mustang. Which folks.
1: car... Yeah. Does Bond drive in Diamonds Are Forever? Yes. Let's Google it. Jake, be quiet. Ford Mustang. He, Sean Connery's Bond drives the Mac 1 as he and Tiffany Case evade the hapless police through downtown Las Vegas. Yes. It's a Ford Mustang. It's not a Pontiac, Jake It's not a Pontiac, Jake. Ah, Jake, you mm. were very wrong. And your hubris has led you down a path of humiliation. <laughs> so it is a Ford Mustang Mach 1.
2: Mach 1 in orange, in burnt
1: orange.
0: I'm very confused because what's the logo on the Ford car? Well, of I would say that? red. Yeah, it's definitely red.
1: Yeah, orange that's the red. car. That's the car. I have that exact car. Well, it's clearly not a Isn't dodge. <laughs> I think Darby Dan just farted on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I'm
3: engaged. <laughs>
1: We'll cut that out. No, it's a Ford Mustang Mach 1, Jake Spear, and you're a you're a dirty devil. Oh. You're a dirty devil, and I want you to say right now that you're a, you're an idiot.
0: No, i am not Say an that idiot. you're an idiot. No. You Call got it wrong. A dirty it's devil. not
1: a pont- Pontiac. You're a dirty devil. Pontiac. Say it. <laughs> it's not a Pontiac. <laughs> <Freudian. laughs>
0: Well, it's clearly not a dirty devil. Say that you're a dirty devil. No,
3: I will
0: not. You're a dirty devil. No,
1: no, no. No, both of us think you should say you're a dirty devil. Say it right now. I will say that I'm wrong. That you're a dirty devil. No, I'm not a dirty devil. Say it. I'm not moving on.
3: (laughs) You are equally in the I will
1: make this a five-hour podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You're a dirty devil, and the listeners know it. We know it. You just have to say it's it. It's completely unfounded. We were all wrong. You're a dirty devil.
2: <laughs> you you were championing this Pontiac. I was saying looks more like a kind of Mustang. Yeah. Oh,
3: were
0: you? Yeah. Oh,
2: and you I, were and saying, I was like, oh, it's a like a Dodge, Dodge Mustang. Dodge Mustang. Oh, yeah. oh I was right. like, you it's were, kind of
1: like a Mac One. I'm a dirty devil, and I think it's a Pontiac. Yeah. You're like, ah. Oh, so sorry oh, if it's not a Pontiac, I'm a dirty devil, and I'll say it on the podcast. That's exactly That's what you exactly said. Exactly what you said. I'll you play said. back that clip right uh, now.
0: Okay. Goodness, say me. It, You're a dirty rider, rider. You're
1: say both idiots. Just say Move on. I'm a dirty it. devil. You're a dirty devil. Yes, got him. All right. We got him. We oh, got him, man. ladies and gentlemen. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Different franchise. This um, is spot. Look for me. The best vehicle in the film is the moon buggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's the Mac one. Oh. It's 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 got to be the Mac one. And I it's, don't. It's, think it's there's the any Dodge competition. Pontiac uh, Ford Mustang.
2: <laughs> There's, a, right, there's yeah. a car in the background of Q's cutaway when he's in his yes. Q branch. It's, it's getting it's a rockets nice, installed it's getting into ro- it. Rockets, it's got oh. a nice black matte Yeah, color. I want that car. Oh, I want that car. Does that come in the next film, maybe? No, it doesn't. It
1: doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. I will say I've got a soft spot for the slumbering hearse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: it has got good lines. Yeah, it's got it's good lines. It's cruising down the highway look, into Nevada. I, don't I did I did any say, say I did say uh while we were watching the film that I do wish that cars still looked like they did back then. in the seventies because yeah. they look fantastic. Look I you know My favourite car you. not with you on that I. I know you're not my favourite car is my Pops Ford Cortina. Mm-hmm which he got in the 1970s. Uh, it was... He had it... It was purple. It had kind of like a white roof.
2: Mm.
1: That, for me, is a car. Because See, I grew yeah. up with it my entire mm. life. I get... I. I and he I, was such a car head. I he respect the, the shape
2: head. of the American muscle and the strength and the sort of uh, symbol. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think the number one thing with a car is maneuverability, is you need it to be a little, little slinky thing. Which is
1: why I I really, I think, separate of the Bond films, Mm. my idea of a really cool fucking speedster car Mm. is shaped by Steve McQueen's bullet. Mm. Yeah, Okay. You're watching that thing go down those San Francisco hills, yeah. that amazing chase scene in that film. But but those I American think I, cars I think really I was, They do, but I think yeah. there's a danger. In yeah. Those, oh, they're in definitely those dangerous car chases <laughs> in in yeah. Bullet. Yeah. Which I think they allude to in the Bond films. But mm. Steve McQueen's Bullet, that fucking chase scene in that film. Yeah. That shaped so much in my brain. What a me. car chase yeah. is meant to be, because it's dangerous. You could the thing could flip at. Any moment. Mm.
2: But if I'm Bond, I'm going to get into something with a lot of grip... 100%. 100%.
1: 100%, 100%. You know, I'm going
2: to something that's going to stick to the road and then yeah. I'll be able to outperform. I think I mean, you're wrestling a muscle car too much. Yeah. It's too much wrestling. I mean,
1: the DBS is is a perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a spectacular
2: yeah. car.
0: Um, Honourable mention to the um, van
1: parked in the Old petrol Ooh, station. Oh, beautiful van, van. Yes. van. Yeah. beautiful yeah. So van. How band. did the fellow behind the van not see Bond sneak into the back of it? Maybe he did. Maybe... How was he that distracted? Uh. Maybe he did because he couldn't be that distracted, could he? No. Uh. I mean, Tiffany Case has a... magnanimous personality. (laughs) 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 But perhaps not magnanimous enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's very clearly an extra being told, Hey, don't look at Sean Connery. You have to look anywhere but Sean Connery. Is Sean Connery even in that shop? It, I think it is Sean Connery because it's quite yeah. awkward. <laughs> <laughs> what well, you see him get into the van? Clearly. You do, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't, yeah, well, obs- I didn't even obs- see him obs- get obscurely. into the van. Uh. Well, that's because you're not using your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very observant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We've all had right. enough fun with vehicles. Yes. Let's talk about the sets. Mm. Let's go one, two, three. Yep. Favourite set. Jake?
0: Um, the set where we first meet the two
1: Blowfields. Ooh, the mud pie set. No, no,
0: no, no. Sorry, not both.
1: Oh, oh, um, oh, in Willard White's, top floor of Willard White's yeah, Hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Darby? I didn't mean to hit you, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you okay. Okay.
2: Racking my brains to think of one. I don't like this being put on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, um, where did we go, Dub? Where, where did?
1: We... <laughs> they were good. I oh, know they were good. Yeah, they were good sets. What's the one that makes it go? Oh, do forever. I saw.
2: Uh, some Nice sleep floors. Yeah. Curvy walls. Sixties mm. vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where would that have been? couple of I'm thinking (laughs) of the bowling club that we were at prior to coming home oh yes where we had Club Parramatta yes (laughs) (laughs) great great bond set there
1: (laughs) it was very it was it was was very there was a couple of Ken Adams moments
2: look I don't know you'll have to you'll have to tell me so
1: nothing stands out for you that's that could inform your rating Look, if nothing stands out for you, I did not think the layer was that watching, great
2: at the end. Ah, uh, the Derek, the Derek, is Derek shit. shit. And then what else is there
1: apart from that? I mean, uh, Willard White's office. There is the Willard White Tektronics lab where we look. I think my favorite, satellite.
2: my favorite shot's the little cutaway to Q. Q, Q. Q branch wins for me in that one shot that it's
1: in. That's wow, my favorite set. With, with the, the, with the, the rockets being put on the ground. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, Jeez. that doesn't say much for the film, does <laughs> it? Look, Oof. I gotta agree with you, Jake. My favourite scene is top floor of Will and White's hotel. Yeah, With right. The uh, the that model. It's good. it's very Ken Adams. It's it's got very the model can- of the map on the floor. Yep. Oh, the steel oh yeah. Steps coming yeah. down. Mm. Sharp, pointy rocket. Mm. Blofeld cat. Yeah,
0: I dig it. I tell you, one one very ornate looking set was in the casino too, where you've got the bed slash lounge. As an aquarium? There were fish? Oh, Oh, that was very strange. With the statues and the feathers. That statue,
1: there's a statue in that uh, presidential suite, which appears in a couple of other Bond films. Why is that? Uh, probably because it existed on the Pinewood lot, and they went, <laughs> no one's going to remember this. So in Diamonds Are Forever, it's holding like a bouquet of flowers. Oh, no, not flowers. Feathers. It's, it's got feathers, yeah. And it it pops up in a couple of other films, which I will point out when we come across them. Please do. I will. I, don't I noticed that on uh, Twitter. <laughs> I can't remember who the Twitter user was. But if I do remember... I will credit them eventually. (laughs) We'll never hear of this again. Yes, I don't know if I'll remember this. I'm very drunk. (laughs) (laughs) This is what Sean Connery's final film has done to us, (laughs) folks. My goodness, mate. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's that set. I think it's a killer set. There's not really many others in the film that make... Any impact? Actually, one one thing. I liked her apartment, actually. Yeah. I liked her apartment. I liked it was the was Purple curtains at the funeral directors. Oh yeah, the funeral directors' home. That stood out to
0: me. It was very alms. It was very. It was that pur- purple,
1: heavy purple curtains <laughs> with then. the
2: rich yellows as yeah. well. Yeah, Yellows and colours
1: really in. stood out to me. That's good. <laughs> That's a band purple. If ever I've seen a yeah. band purple, that's a band purple.
0: There's, a bit, there's been a little bit of Bond purple popping up in all of this new No Time <clears> Die kind of uh, Ooh, you're material very right. too. In the sunsets, Sunset. it's a very colourful, very that
2: purple neon looking... club with mm. Nomi's
1: extraordinary glass. I hate it's neon lighting. It. Yeah, I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm okay with it. I'm looking forward to it in no time to die. I've got to say, I think Kerry Fukunaga. I think he knows. He knows when to bring that neon in, baby. Maybe. 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 Because there's a lot of neon in Blade Runner, and there's a lot of neon in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That neon lighting really works in, in Blade Runner, and I twenty forty nine. It, it's not in the original. It is in the original. Yeah, yeah when, when he's in the um, the food court oh yeah now, well it's not a food court it's like an alleyway mm. but I love that I love that neon lighting that's through that Yeah, it, 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 it's it, okay it, for sci-fi I it's okay for it the is it yeah. is but that's what I love is that Bond that I think that scene we're kind of speculating here so mm. you'll yeah. know when the film comes out but I think that scene where we meet Nomi we're in a we're in a location where Bond is not comfortable where it's a real unknown for Bond somewhere in Jamaica or Cuba where Bond is slightly out of his depth it's a nightclub for young people and the fact that she moves so effortlessly and blends so well into that lighting I think that's a big clue as to the world's moved on Commander Bond Mm. I think it's brilliant I just think it'll date It may do, it may do, but They all do eventually. They all do eventually, (laughs) don't they? I'm sure Casino Royale has moments. Nah, it doesn't. It's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's move on. Villains Yeah There's really only three in the film. Yeah. Let's start with my favourite of the villains. Yep. Mr. Wint. Oh. Mr. Kid. Well how great are they they're brilliant they're, they're really underused they good underused yeah, completely are underused no solid payoff so fucking brilliantly established mm. that you're just like please bring them back really iconic please make them a threat yeah I love them I love them first gay um, first gay characters yeah that, that. Uh, male characters in the series the
0: handhold as they yeah. walk away they That's are so hus- strange husband
1: and husband it's brilliant. Yeah. I think they're absolutely perfect. So expertly deranged mm. they are. You watch them, and each interaction, you are just kind of like, you guys are not of this world. They're mm. mad. You are yeah, mad. Yeah, they're this strange alien
2: presence, aren't yeah. they? They yeah. kind of float yet, through their world, anchored like so Anton Chigurh in No Country. It's absolutely that sort of. quality to them but
1: they're so tightly anchored to each other Mm. they make sense opposite each other yes Mm. if you were to see a scene with one of them separate Mm. it would not work Mm. but because we see them purely off each kind of working off each other it makes perfect sense Mm. they're perfect balances and villain of the picture for me they're the villain yes they are Mm. although I gotta say I gotta say Say it. You're going to say it. Say it. I love the Blofeld in this movie. I think Charles Grey just nails it. And it's a terrible film. It's a terrible film for him to be Blofeld in. Mm. He doesn't have a strong enough purpose to be there. He shouldn't be Blofeld. It doesn't make any sense for him to be Blofeld. But every single sentence that he speaks I'm like yep mm. yep you are Blofeld but you're not given the right script yeah given the proper script oh. Jesus Christ this guy would have been amazing it would have been terrifying I gotta say I wonder I wonder what Honor Majesty's Secret Service would have been like mm. if he was the Blofeld now now because I think that plays in too brainwashing thing a little more um, oh yeah it makes a bit more sense I love Chelly Savalas I will defend him till the cows come home yes but mm, yeah I wasn't too impressed with you him. weren't too impressed neither of you were too impressed with him no but I think Charles Gray Charles Gray trying to brainwash a whole heap of girls I wouldn't oh, see, would see that. that yeah, yeah yes. I'd see the yeah. shit out of that yeah <laughs> he's got
0: He's got an incredible presence, and I guess it's a testament to him as, ai assume, a theatrically trained actor. Oh, definitely. His physicality is incredible.
3: Like you said, he Mm.
0: glides. All of his choices are so menacing because of the effortlessness of him. You know, It's like that classic high-status thing of, like, I just have to do this. And he's got this eyebrow, this kind of Vivian Lee
1: eyebrow that's always up. Almost a Roger Moore eyebrow at points.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's just a calm to him that does the exact opposite to the audience. It puts you completely on edge. (laughs) Mm. It's like, why are you so calm? Mm -hmm. And I love, I mean, I love his campiness. I love his theatricality. I love the cigarette holder.
1: Oh, the cigarette holder is a fantastic
0: moment. Uh, He's great. He's got such a wide smile too. Sometimes his face is quite jarringly Mm. grotesque and it's kind of like jack nicholson's joker a little bit yeah yeah where he smiles really quite wide
1: and 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 ice cold blue eyes yeah whereas daniel craig and timothy dalton have those kind of deep pool blue eyes Mm. charles gray's blue eyes kind of make you feel very unsettled Mm. you kind of look at him in the eye and you go i can't connect Mm. yeah there's something about you there's, that is distant. That psychopath,
0: there's no empathy, there's no connection. Yeah. You're totally detached. Yeah, I thought he
1: was fantastic. What but, did you <clears> both think of uh, Mr. Uh, Wint and Mr. Kidd? I don't know if we've really touched on that. Well, yeah,
2: I mean, villain of the picture for me, for sure. Yeah. They're, they're fantastic.
1: I mean, I really loved
0: them. Mm. I, They kind of felt like they're on their own little journey, you know. Yeah. They kind of drift in and out. In and I up. don't know when what you... they
2: learnt or what they taught us, but the, the, they'll what they'll be what I think about when I think about this film. Me too. I think they are very strong. They a lot of the a lot of the goodwill
1: that you have that, for the film is them. Is them. It's them. It's mm. them. Yeah, yeah. I'm I uh, I'm the same. Mm.
3: Mm.
1: Jake, I really enjoyed. Who's the villain of the picture for you though? Blofeld. It's Blofeld. Charles Grey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alright? Absolutely.
0: Alright.
1: Say no more.
0: I don't know how I feel about... Say no more. I said say no more. (laughs)
1: How dare you. How dare you. This is a podcast. And how dare you say more.
3: (laughs) Oh, God.
1: Never say more again. We are now going to move on to the Bond women
0: what about drag Blofeld
1: you okay fine (laughs) talk about drag Blofeld because that's technically Bond women
0: (laughs) it was bizarre ridiculous and I kind of liked it
1: yeah I thought you would I didn't like it yeah Darby I didn't think you would <laughs> <laughs> that was the moment I think I mentioned in the preconceived notions where I was like there's a section of this film yeah. <laughs> that will determine whether or not you, you are a some certain rules. type of <laughs> yeah. Bond fan yeah. or a different type no, of Bond fan no that did not belong uh, Edit out why
2: does he do it. I like, don't know. I think
1: what? the only thing I can think of Is there some of, sort
2: of mirror reflection y symbolism where she thought she was seeing herself or something? The
1: only thing I can think um, of is like that what's... he's pretending to be Willard White or the Howard Hughes type of character up top, mm-hmm. and that by going into drag, no one's going to look twice at a woman with a cat. Because that's not they're not gonna think, oh, that's Willard White. Also because it's not Willard White pretending to be a woman. It's Blofeld. So I, what? So I guess it's that thing of going... Ah. <laughs> uh, the only... Yeah, that's the only reason I can think of that they have Blofeld in drag is because they go, no one would think that Blofeld would do drag. But then why does Tiffany see the white cat and go, Blofeld? Hello, Phil. Because... As far as we know She's never seen Blofeld before She's never seen his white cat
0: But then all of a sudden At the end of the film She's sunbaking on his oil facility
1: Completely chill It's never explained I mean, she's if they've known each other for years When she gets When she gets the kind of whiff That that's Blofeld And starts following him After Q has kind of tricked all the pokies into giving him heaps of pennies. Yeah. That's when her character stops being a character. Mm. Yeah. She's just a piece of meat. And I think yeah. it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. yeah. It's not for me. Charles Grey uh, as a
0: woman was terrifying. But you loved it. Look, you
1: know what? I don't know why it's there, but... You loved it. I don't mind it. Darby did didn't like it. No. Are Do you, you re- really like it? <laughs> I think he does (laughs) I think he does Look
3: When
0: it came up I think you're a freak I think you're a dirty
1: Filthy Freak
0: (laughs) When it popped up On the screen I was like
1: What Is going on here But
0: I did applaud
1: Yeah Uh, Look I'm going to side with you A bit Jake Yeah In that And I think it's because He's in Rocky Horror Yeah That I kind of Watched that moment And went Yeah of course Yeah of course Charles Cray is Charles Gray is in drag. Of course he is. It makes sense. It makes sense. I know where he's going. <laughs> he's a sweet transvestite. That's right. He's exploring. He's ba-ba-ba. I I don't have
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow. I don't have as much of a problem with it. But uh, I can see why that is a bridge too far for a lot of people. Yeah. Especially Darby. Yes. Um, we have to... Um, well, it kind of segues on because we've talked about one of them, the Bond women. Yes. Who was your favourite Bond woman of the picture? Darby Deck. Miss um, uh, Wood. Lana Wood, plenty of your tool. Named after her <laughs> father, perhaps. Hmm. talking about huge dick <laughs> that's what that uh, that's double what that, entendre uh, yeah, <laughs> <named> <laughs> is yeah named after her father yeah well her yeah, dad yeah, is yeah. not Peter
2: O'Toole he's <laughs> plenty O'Toole named after your father yes she was look a whole lot of women she for the simple reason that uh, I loved her yeah it's <laughs> oh, the first God. time I've done this on this podcast <laughs> but
1: she <laughs> captured my attention.
2: <laughs> she
1: kept it. She is stunning. Mean? Mm. She is a terrible actor in this film. Mm. I think... I actually have a fact that most of... I, I think... I have a feeling... Sorry, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> Not no, that I have a fact. I have a fact. Uh, I we'll have a fact. I have a feeling that she is dubbed... For most of the film, by her own voice, I think it's ADR. I think it's ADR. I also Um, like that she's not because her mouth doesn't seem to match what she's saying. I
0: don't really know why she's in it though. Something to look look at. Keep her around. Well,
1: she's very beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And in there are deleted scenes of this film. Oh. She gets killed, remember? Yeah. 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 That make more sense. So once she gets thrown out of the window, which yes. is my favorite moment of the film mm. because it's my favorite line of excellent shot. I didn't know there was a pool down there. Mm. I think <laughs> so that's brilliant. brilliant. That's Tom Mankiewicz like yeah. to a T. Um that she ends up coming up again in a scene that follows. And she's like, got a towel wrapped around her and she kind of creeps back into Bond's uh, hotel room and sees um, Tiffany and Bond having sex. Oh. And so she steals Tiffany's keys... Right, and breaks into Tiffany's house oh, as an which act makes of revenge, which makes sense as, to why, makes sense as to why she is the one in the pool. Because
0: I never got that. I was like, well, well, It why doesn't is make she there? sense
1: why she's in the pool at, at uh, because Tiffany's house. Last time house. I
0: see her, I was getting thrown in the pool.
1: Exactly. So she breaks into Tiffany's house to try and like steal oh. some shit, or kind of as an act of revenge. Who knows? Sure. Um, and Mister Wint and Mister Kidd, mistake her for Tiffany Case thinking that the diamonds have moved on to their next phase of the plan so they kill who they think is Tiffany Case Ah. so it makes sense and that makes more sense of the line of and why is my black wig in the pool yes Uh, and also makes more sense of why Tiffany would be like Okay, I'll work with you now. Yes, because they thought she was you. Yeah, you're next. Yeah, they shouldn't have cut, shouldn't have cut that, that scene from the uh, from the film. I don't know why they did. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Mm. Who knows a lot of things, to yeah. be honest. Who knows? Who knows? Wins? Who dares wins? Yes. Uh, at, win at the end knows. of the day. The T- Bond, Tiffany is, Tiffany Bond. is at the run. end of the day when it all
2: comes down to
1: it, when all said yeah, and done, when the, when the chips are on the table, when when uh, when the when the dice when the horses come home, yeah, when the roosters crow, uh, Tiffany Case is the Bond woman she of is. this film, and she and she sucks. is fantastic up until an hour twenty, yeah, and then she fucking sucks. sucks. It's
3: terrible.
1: Terrible. They just forget mm. to write her character. They forget completely. And then she's just running around in a bikini for the rest of the film. It's so dumb. And it's insulting. And the worst part Mm -hmm. of it is that Jill St. John is one of the, like, surviving Bond girls who is, like, constantly optimistic and proud and, like, positive about the Bond franchise. So she's constantly at conventions and interviews being like, I loved being a Bond girl. It was great. It was blah, blah, blah. And it's like... That actress is doing so much to spread the goodwill about this franchise. Mm. And yet, the final 40 minutes, you just kind of didn't write anything for her. Mm.
0: No. She's a completely different person than when we first meet her. Completely. And not in the right way, you know, where characters change and grow. It's like, no, you just... You,
2: forgot. you gave
1: up you've got yeah. yeah you've completely fucking forgot about her yeah. she gets abducted by Blofeld and that's when her character ends mm. yeah it's it's really a shame because I'm gonna say it she's gorgeous yeah. she is absolutely gorgeous when you first meet her and she is changing between the different colour wigs wigs in that yeah you're just like your breath is taken away by how beautiful she is mm and then the rest of it I mean she's an interesting character up until she gets abducted by Drag Blofeld and then you just kind of go okay that's the end of her character she becomes a bimbo yeah Yeah, Yeah, she becomes what people when people go oh Bond girls are just blonde bimbos this is what they're talking about they're thinking of that Yeah. yeah and it's it's a real shame It's a shame. It's a missed opportunity. Because I think two of the Mayborn films set up that kind of stereotype of the Bond girl. And that is the final 40 minutes of this Mm -hmm. and Mary Goodnight in The Man with the Golden Gun. I think they are the two stereotypes of the bimbo Bond girl. Mm. Okay. And I don't think it's Tom Mankiewicz's uh, fault. because let die as well. Oh,
2: curious. maybe
1: it is Tom Mankiewicz then, because Tom Mankiewicz wrote *Diamonds*, *Live and Let Die*, and *Man with the Golden Gun*. Mm. But Mayborn was involved with *Diamonds* and *Man with the Golden Gun*. You think solitaire is a bimbo? No, document? no, no.
2: The other one, remember? Oh, Carver. Yeah. I
1: don't think that's so much the writing, actually. Yeah, it could be. The I think it's the performance. Yeah. I think it's a terrible performance. Which one's Carver? Agent Carver. The one, Carver. That, the one Carver, that gets gunned agent. down by the voodoo head. Oh, She's no. like, I'm not, mm. to, I'm not going to I'm not gonna sleep with you. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's terrible. She's yeah, terrible. Yeah. Um let's move on. The MI6 regulars. Yeah. M Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it.
2: I thought I was pretty much disappointed by the MI6 regulars in this film. Oh, not not by the actors, but yeah. just by the way they were included. I didn't think M scene was new, or I,
1: didn't, I thought it was new. Actually, what was it that was them talking? It was them. To- he was kind of uh, the start of it is Bond being like, "Oh yes, African conflict diamonds. I know what those are." Mm. And he kind of turns to Bond and he goes. Now that you're back on active service, I would expect you to actually do your job rather than kind of gather right. around. Yeah, and then yeah. they go into this uh, meeting with the diamond expert and mm. M is very much like, oh, you know a lot about sherry, but you don't know much about diamonds, do you?
2: Pay yeah, that's attention. not a bad
1: scene. Yeah. That, that I really loved. Mm. I quite liked M kind of getting that moment of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, smartass. Sit down. Mm. They don't deliver on it fully. It's, will, it's maybe will, the most
2: distant I felt from Bernard. Oh, okay. It's
1: yeah. the most
2: distant I
0: felt from all of them.
2: Yeah, that, that's probably the money penny scene didn't really hit me in any way. No. There was no I'm it's, usually left with the money penny scene going Oo-hoo-hoo. ooh hoo hoo but this one I was kinda like, Very kind of like she's kind of thrown in
0: she's there working at a checkpoint yeah. or something and-
2: I, I agree with that and I then Q- the money
1: penny seat is too dispensary yeah. and then Q
2: gets a nice little solo moment with the rigging all the machines and I did enjoy that he
1: gets two little scenes like that he does yeah. Yeah, but I they're did. both on the phone
2: and they're both a little bit throwaway Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah no. I agree. Mm. I agree. Q ends up turning up in Vegas because of the whole voice changing thing, yes. right? Where Bond puts on the American accent, and then yeah. Q hangs around for a bit of a gamble. Mm. Um, really, you could
1: have very easily shipped those gadgets over without him being. Just there. didn't feel very real. No,
0: it felt no. rushed. It, and sort it of feels. Like, oh, I'll throw them in there. Throw, yeah, exactly, it, it
2: that's, that's the impression
1: it gives. Yeah, yeah. it's shoehorned, and yeah. you just yeah. kind of go yeah without them we don't lose anything exactly yeah yeah I'm with you I'm with and you and Felix I think he's shit I didn't I didn't <laughs> mind him I, I know him. I know you didn't mind I him I didn't mind him I'd was... love for you to explain why you didn't mind him well I because I, think I never remember this Felix.
2: well this he falls into the Felix trap of being bland it's a funny thing isn't it's it it's a trap I think the only Felixes. but I thought his actual like watching his performance I was like He's actually doing he's a good a really good work.
1: Yeah.
2: But he was just... The, the Felix himself was bland, but I thought yeah. he was good.
1: I think I've got to say that Jeffrey Wright is the only actor who has made Felix Slider feel like an actual character.
2: I thought the first Felix was pretty good. Jack Lord.
1: Yeah. Cat Glasses. Yeah. Cat Glasses. Cat <laughs> Glasses. I think he's too cool. But it's what he. He was what he needed. Which is to be. not. But but that's not what any of the succeeding no, Felixes are. They haven't. Which no. is what makes me go. Well, the his is an outlier and shit. Yeah, true. Because the rest of them are. They all feel like just kind of like sad sack homebodies. Yeah. They're all so <laughs> out of shape and kind of. I don't know they're, they're like just...
0: classic kind of sweaty American cop yeah the like rolled up business he's, he's shirt is busy, in the back of he's busy
1: weary I don't get MI <laughs> like CIA agent at all from them I'm just kind of like oh. what do you work for the Department of Immigration like it, Jesus you eat so... your donuts NYPD yeah you
0: know?
1: I mean I like David Hedison yeah but I think I like David Hedison because he appears twice Mm. Where you get whereas, to know him a bit more. Yeah Whereas Jeffrey writes Felix Slider From that very first moment Where he's like Felix Slider, Brother from Langley mm. You're like Oh Oh Shit This guy is Fucking awesome mm. And I could watch an entire film Where it's just Jeffrey. Oh, I can't wait to see him Felix again Leiter. Yeah I cannot wait to see him in No Time to Die It's going to be brilliant mm. Um yeah, I don't know. The more I think about it, the the less I care about these Felixes.
3: Mm, yeah. And I
1: think I only care about David Hedison because I got to see him twice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about the the Felix in the Living Daylights. Horsesh. Yeah, not very good. Um, uh, the Felix in Goldfinger, C. Slender, fine. Uh, the Felix in Doctor No. Yeah, Jack Lord, cat glasses. Okay, fine. <laughs> Who is it's the cool.
2: one? Oh, I'm thinking of The Living Daylights. Yeah, then, on the boat.
1: Uh, yeah, on the, the boat. blondie. Yeah. Blondie in The Living Daylights. Yeah, And then uh, David Hedison is the one in Live and Let Die. Mm. They're the only Felixes we've seen, aren't they? He is good in Live and Let Die. I like David Hedison, yeah. yeah. But I wonder if, if I'm being influenced by the fact that I... I he see him Felix. again. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I'm like, oh okay, he at least gets two films to establish some form of character. Yeah. Are there any other regulars in I this don't film? Think so. No Tanner, who's there? No, no Tanner. No um, minister of defence. None of that. No. Nope. Oh, who's the old mate with the moustache?
2: We're in the office with with M. Oh, that's. He's some kind of Sir
1: diamond. Someone he is not a regular. He buys he's not diamonds a regular, but stuff. he's like a diamond expert and he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his name and I don't care to remember his name. Sir, someone. It takes us to. style. Style. Fav- no, no, no least favourite you know what it is Jake what is you your know least what? fucking favourite out there it's the short outfit?
0: shit pink tie oh, yeah, yeah. it fucking is what's yeah. that about so it's Bond he knows how to do a tie
1: unanimous we're unanimous on that that oh. is so shit yeah.
0: what's the deal with it even when he
1: buttons up the sports coat it's it's the not ties the fact, are sticking out I must say it's not the fact that it's a pink tie no it's the fact it's that the it's so thick Thick and, and short. So fucking short. It's a chode of a tie. <laughs> it's a chode like tie. Oh, it's so shit. <laughs> what were they thinking? What? Who's Bond? Who was sick on that day of shooting? <laughs> Which costume person doing? was fucking sick on that day? Um, yeah. yeah, hands down, that is the worst outfit. Yeah. What is your favourite derby? <laughs> oh.
2: I would say the uh the, the, the mustard. Slash brown turtleneck. Under, oh, the red and mm-hmm. uh, uh, mustard uh, underneath the, tweed the sports, sports tweed coat, sports yeah. coat. That was mm. very nice. Yeah, not did. very present. It's it, only in there for one yeah, scene. You, well. That
1: did jump out to you. Yeah, I, I like would that. say that's not one that would jump out to me. No. But what was your favorite? Mine is uh, Bond's uh, the three piece that he wears. The dark navy um, on the uh, on the Derek at the end that has a ripped shoulder. Mm. Oh yeah oh yeah that's uh, that's the bond that I like <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Spear what's uh, I what's second that sir. you I like the ripped it, shoulder even it with makes the makes me think shoulder. of Leonard
2: Cohen in the famous blue raincoat oh. oh it's worn at the shoulder
1: well I'm okay with that I'm it's, okay with it's the a
2: nice
0: with the tie Cohen. it's Ooh. a great fitted waistcoat the jacket over the top's very nice. You know what? I didn't even mind the um,
1: light grey suit
0: that he wears at the, the petrol station. Well, yeah, that's a pretty good. That's one. my second. The the um, the suit he wears in the elevator is very nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's and got the
1: carnation that he sniffs. Yes, yeah, the Coronation. carnation. <laughs> um <My> I <apologies. laughs> I don't even mind the
0: um the kind of khaki shirt that he wears in the pre-title sequence. When oh, he first
1: really? turned up... When, when he, he strangles the woman.
0: Yeah, when he first turned up in that... It as...
1: says a lot about you. As...
2: <laughs> you like strangulation. No, though?
0: it's got nothing to do with what he's doing in that outfit. <clears throat> okay. I think that he looks good with... yeah. as a silver fox. Tell it to
2: your face.
1: in Righto, yeah.
0: in uh... the... oh, no, whatever. Whatever.
1: No, you like that. All right, I actually think that's a shit outfit. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's shit. I don't really remember it. No, you wouldn't. Nah. I don't like it.
0: No?
1: Nah. It's not for me. Yeah,
2: okay.
1: But, Darby. Oh. What do you think about this film technically? It's Guy Hamilton, who you loved when you saw Living That Die. I still love the filmmaker
2: in terms of his control over camera he's very 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 playful very playful yeah he is yeah. Uh, I love it I, I think I've mentioned now every time I've seen a Guy Hamilton film how much this guy seems to have influenced Edgar Wright I would like to find out if that's fact check please mm, okay. if Edgar's ever mentioned that yeah. hmm. Um
1: yeah, a lot of Edgar's favourite Bond film is um, Spy Who Loved Me actually oh yeah which is Lewis Gilbert
2: Lewis Gilbert there you go um yeah I mean narratively shits me to tears <laughs> and that's a big technical component is the structure yep, of the it screenplay is. it is but the, the the individual you know the the scenes the playfulness the attention it's all there but unfortunately doesn't like add up to a good overall picture yeah. in my mind yeah mm, fair enough thanks to the script that's thanks to so. the structure yeah yeah Mm. Mm. It's music. What do you think of music score? I love John Barry.
1: You love your John.
3: Yeah. I
1: love John Barry. I think he does wonderfully well. I think the Mister Wint and Mister Kid theme yes. that pops up throughout the film every time it jumps up, I'm like, oh Ooh, here it yes. comes. Come. Yes, please yeah. keep playing that.
0: I love the economy of his of his of his composition because you know these characters have themes. Yeah. And they keep getting layered into the story, even so subtly too, and it's very faint underscore, as if it's coming from from a, a, a wireless somewhere or another level above or below where the scene's taking place, and you can hear the scene, the, the the theme of these characters playing underneath the scene.
1: And I I adore the way that he incorporates the theme of the film, that wonderful um, "Diamonds Are Forever" melody. Yes, I I adore. The way that he brings that in. And the numerous ways in which he does. I mean, that theme pops up so many times throughout the film. Mm -hmm. And each time it does, it sounds completely different. Yeah.
3: Mm.
1: Mm. It's just spectacular. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: It's not necessarily kind of hitting the same note. No. No
1: no no but it, 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 it's it's enough to tie You're the like, film together here it goes thematically again, here
0: it comes again it's like we're not getting any of that no we're
1: not we're getting that thing of like it's tying the film together thematically yeah. and it's a beautiful piece of music yeah. I love Diamonds Are Forever I think it's my favourite I think it's my favourite Shirley Bassey uh, title thing Gee, you did pulse. say that at the, at the top I think I did yeah, yeah she's mm-hmm. an amazing that's, vocalist that's my favourite it Incredible. beats Goldfinger for me I would listen to this over Goldfinger any day of the week. Okay. Any day of the week. Well, gentlemen, mm, we've come. We've come to, t- to the pointy end Point of the review. T- what do you think of this film, Diamonds Are Forever? Shakespeare. Oh, I'm oh give you. Look at. Give us a little summary. Oh yeah. Give us a little taste.
2: Give us a little preview of the remix. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, let me tell you how it is.
2: Um I'm gonna lay it down for you.
0: We're gonna lay this down for we're you. we down a beat. How this fits. Um, I think it starts off really strong. Mm-hmm. I was very excited for the most for, for the most part of this film. I thought it was moving on a really nice track. I <laughs> yeah, B. I I thought it was a good like I thought Conry was in the groove. You know, he's given us a, a really solid performance. I loved you know, seeing him age and kind of get comfy and easy free, and, you know, he's, he's feeling it. He's gone. Yeah. Um, look, I, where it started was really exciting for me. You know, like what we said the plot of the diamonds and, you know, the conspiracy of it and all this. I loved Blofeld. I thought Charles did a great job yeah. of bringing something new to that character, something very sinister to that character. Um... I love the travel aspect of it. You know, I thought it was moving around the world pretty well. Some impressive set pieces. Um, but, look, I think the back end of this film really, really lets it down, lets it down real hard. Oh, yeah. Comes Um, crashing to earth, almost. Yeah, yep. Like that giant diamond laser should have. (laughs) (laughs) That thing should have burned up in the atmosphere. Um... Look, I mean, the fact that the structure's just, you know, non-existent, the fact that the disrespect uh, is is given to all of the main characters, everything, you know, the whole wheels are falling off, metaphorically and literally, Um, I think I'm going to have to give it, look, I think it's, I think it's still shaken. Really?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I it, yeah. I think it's still. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Um. But only just.
2: Only just shaken. So, so I'm sh-
0: gonna give it a six.
1: Shaken six. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Mm. <sighs> Darby.
2: Look. I agree with a lot of what Jake said. To me, this film's a mixed bag. It's a real mixed bag. It's hard to deconstruct. It's hard to interpret. It's Mm -hmm. hard to understand. It's hard to justify. It's 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 made me think a lot more than the other ones have about placing it on this scale. I think the big thing is I feel a little bit disrespected as an audience member. I think that's kind of what pulls this one down. You can tell me whatever story you want to tell me. Mm -hmm. Don't insult my intelligence. And don't, respect the, and don't disrespect the medium or the kind of... You know, I've agreed to come here to watch this. And I'm still agreeing to come here to watch this 50 years, 60 years later. For whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to be made fun of. And that's the best way I can describe how I feel. Yeah. I feel insulted. You felt tricked. I felt said, tricked. Maybe. I felt tricked. It really felt like, as you said, as a line graph, you know, over time, it's just this constantly descending
0: the general trend is down the general
2: trend is down Hmm. I think there's a lot of positive about this film but ultimately ultimately it's stirred and it's not just stirred for me it's it's more stirred than it is shaken oh so for that reason it's a stirred four
1: stirred four yeah Wow. Mm. Okay. Look, I think I'm more on Derby's side here. Yeah. I don't think this is shaken for me. Oh. I think it's heading towards a shaken Mm. for that first hour. Mm -hmm. First hour and 20. Yeah. And then it just takes such a severe nosedive where it forgets its characters. Mm. It forgets its story. It forgets that it's a Bond film. And it rushes, it races towards a conclusion. And the conclusion that it races towards is really anticlimactic. And because of that, even though I think that the Blofeld in this is maybe my favourite Blofeld. My favourite of the Bob as well. <laughs> um... I think Tiffany Case is fantastic. Up until an hour 20, it's my favourite henchman. It's my favourite Blofeld. The henchman my favourite Bond girl. It's my favourite Bond. Wow. Mm. Of the original 20. Yep. Yeah. And then after that hour 20, all of that just disappears. Mm. And I think that this is a stirred... Uh, is it a stirred four? No, there's enough to enjoy that I think it's a stirred five. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Stirred five for stirred, me. there you go. Okay. So there we are. There five, four, are four, our five, ratings. The diamonds are forever. Now, oh. gentlemen, it's time to draw. <sighs> Come on, Roger. A name Come on, the Roger. my favourite time. Good. God, I hope it's Roger. Darby is drawing a name. It has name. to be. It has to be. It has to be Brosnan or Roger, doesn't it? So Darby's drawn a name from the hat. Jake is Give now this a bit
0: of a good stir around.
1: Here. Stirring, stir come on! Up. All right, I got one. I got one. I got oh, he Always got one. Darby's holding the hat up for me, and I am—I've got a name. Ooh! Always oh, excited. <laughs> All
2: right, Darby, yours. I've got one that's come up a few times in the lucky dip, yet oh, yeah. to be let, yet to be selected. Yes. Yeah. I've got a Roger Moore. <gasps> Right. I've got For Your Eyes Only Oh lovely mm. okay. Very nice okay. all right. mm. Mr Spear
3: Ladies and
0: gentlemen I have
1: Licence to Kill Oh mm. Dalton second mm. Dalton second Well We're not watching A Connery next time oh, That's for sure. Thank all the right. Bond Lords There are two Roger Moore films oh. That have been drawn. Oh and this is a contentious Roger Moore a film. You to a kill. I have drawn another Shirley Bassey theme. Moonraker. Moonraker. Oh, oh, oh. So, gentlemen, all right, all right. So, gentlemen, pick a number. Jake, two. Two. Darby, five. Five. I'll pick three. I'll have one. Uh, four, and I'll pick six. Four and five. Two and one. Three and six. I feel like they're the numbers we always <laughs> pick too. I would have to go over that. Check us, listeners. One. <gasps> it's a Dalton. It's a Dalton. It's a Dalton. Dalton. It is we a license, license to kill. License to kill. Oh. Still no Roger. Still, Still no We have Roger. only seen Putting one Roger, only
2: Milne. Back in the- yeah. Roger, New- Roger
1: Milne. Roger <laughs> Milne. <laughs> Roger Moore. We've only seen one Roger Moore. So, listeners, you will be joining us next episode for 1989's License to Kill. See you then. See you then.